What up, people? Welcome back to Say Less <laughs> with Kaz and Low Key. I'm your boy Kaz. This is my very nervous and, and uh, probably frightened friend, Low Key. Yo, what up? This is Low Key, straight from New Jersey, New Jersey Howard University, University graduate. graduate. Yeah. And you know why I'm saying that this I'm week. I was about to say. You know why I'm saying that this nah, week. Oh, man. You, you know why I'm saying it. Go ahead, let the people know why I'm saying it, Kaz. Well, first off, can we introduce who else is here? We got oh, Jake sorry, in the back. Friend. What up, Jake? We got Ed and Madden the cameras. What's up, Eddin? <laughs> Shout out to Lions Den Barbershop and Clipsop. Well, did I shout out to Sam? Whatever. Shout out to <laughs> the barbershop well. in New Jersey. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Always holding us down. Right. Every week. Man, shout out to everybody subscribing to the podcast. Make sure to watch the podcast in the beautiful full entirety. You go to youtube.com slash Kazim. That is youtube.com slash K-A-Z-E-E. M. Make sure you subscribe on mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast. Shout mm-hmm. out to Whistle Sports. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brother Networks. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can talk your shit. What's her name? Tell me her name. Now you can talk your shit. Bro. No, tell me her name. Y'all about to be insufferable. Please. <laughs> tell me her name. Y'all about to be insufferable. What's the news that has happened? Congratulations to Joe Biden's. Uh-huh. Presidential Run- running mate. Vice presidential running mate. Vice presidential running mate, rather. I'm sorry. I guess it would be her, his presidential running mate, so it would make her the vice president. Yeah. Right? Yeah, whatever. We're not whatever the fuck. Semantics. Mates. Yeah. Anyway, Joe Biden Kamala knows Harris. that he is up against it when it comes to Donald Trump mm-hmm. and winning this election. Mm-hmm. And what happens when men everywhere need help and they're going up against it? They go and get a beautiful educated, glorious, super woman, black woman, black Howard graduate woman. Howard University, anybody. Nigga, we can't have homecoming. Oh, so we coming home to the White House. (laughs) We are coming home to the White House. Anybody who knows anybody who goes to Howard knows they have such an insensuous, insatiable level of feeling themselves. Bro, we waved that fucking bison flag all over the fucking world. I don't care if it's entertainment. Mm. I don't care if it's politics. Mm. I don't care if it's, you know, religion. I don't care Mm. what it is. Mm. We come from a cloth that is beautiful, that is different, that is golden. Mm -hmm. And now we have a chance. Now we have a chance. Donate your boosters. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Where's that flag, man? Now we got a a chance to shift you know, what America is standing on, what America, how America is being represented. The first black vice president, first woman black vice president candidate is now in place to be in the White House. Yeah, it's in play. It's It's in in play play. right now. And she's coming out the gate. She's talking that shit. (laughs) I was watching her on CNN before I came over here talking about Trump and Pence ran everything into the ground. Mm. Bro, and mm. black women going to read your ass and she going to mm. read them boys during the debate. Mm. So please, to all my Howard women, specifically mm-hmm. all my Howard women, this is what it looks like. This is our future. You are our future. <laughs> Howard women, you are our future. Yeah. I, I love, I love, I love, 
what it means for not just Howard University, but HBCUs everywhere. Yes, yes. I feel like right yeah. now, you know, we're kind of living in a moment where, I mean, as long as I've lived, there's never been more onus on the importance. And it's funny, we started the last episode like, yeah, damn, I wish I would have went to HBCU. Like, that's my one life Bro. regret. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I would have went to HBCU Bro. growing up. Listen, listen, and it's man. crazy going from like, you see, if you watch the bubble, if you watch the NBA bubble, Chris Paul's been going super hard yeah, with his it. HBCU yeah, yeah. gear I, I and making sure that. everybody knows what that is. Right. If you've been paying attention to prep school basketball, Mikey Williams, maker, maker. Uh, you know, Mikey Williams said he's probably definitely going to an HBCU and I don't mm-hmm. have any reason to doubt him. He's one of those kids that will be on, you know, he's probably the most popular high school basketball player. Didn't there, wasn't there another player that just... Um, maker, maker. Maker, maker. He is the How'd you say he went to Howard? He's going to Howard. He's committed to Howard. Committed to Howard, that's, yeah, a, that's okay. a five-star prospect, a guy that I've seen play, a guy who was really that deal. And I think they also have a transfer as well, I think from University of Indiana or something. But they get, they're getting some talent. On top of that, now you got Ms. Kamala Harris... Vice presidential nominee with Joe Biden. On the, she's officially on, on the, the ticket. ticket. And uh, I'll tell you this. There's going to there's be a lot of people trying to talk shit about this pick. Oh, it's right? already there. Like, it's I've, all, seen, I've seen it. I see it. I see it all day. It's, but. A, it's already happening. Like, people are already trying to call her a cop. And even though she was in the there AG. There are things that she's done. There are things that she's done. Yes, Nobody we knows that. exactly what AGs do. And people just have these narratives that they run with. And I understand that. We all saw the Little Kim documentary. She helped put Little Kim in jail. I get that. Understood. My thing is this. This is a show where I'm not going to tell anybody who to vote for. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be super political. Never. I'm not going to tell anybody what to think. Not at all. What I will tell them is this. We can't fucking go outside, all right? <laughs> we can't fucking go outside. We ain't got no college fucking pro football. Basketball. We got no ba- we got basketball with no fucking fans. Yeah. We ain't got no goddamn NFL. concerts. Yes. Money's tight. Yes. Motherfuckers ain't got no jobs. Can't go into the studio to do shit. Yo, riots. Protests, mm-hmm. cops killing people for no fucking reason. Well, that was that's nothing new. That's nothing new. That's nothing but new. all I'm saying is this: even when motherfucking cops is killing people for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. at least our people who have previously held the presidency got up there and sold us the beautiful lie that we needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, it's a fucking tragedy that this happened. Mm-hmm. Man, we're gonna do better. Da, 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 da. Trump gets in there and is like, you know, they're fine people. <laughs> they're, all, they're all right. Like, what do you mean? They're... All I'm saying is this. I'm not telling you who to vote for. All I'm telling you is the last four years have been hell fucking crazy. The last <laughs> yeah. four months. Fuck the last, the last four years. Four. The last four months. <laughs> if you want to live through another four months of this shit, no. add on another four years of this shit. Yeah. Bro, be my guest. I'm not even. I can't take this shit no more. I'm not even gonna sit here and try and pretend like you know whatever is said or done in you know in, in political circles is something I keep up with on the daily, mm-hmm. right? What I do know is this: the whole world got hit with this fucking coronavirus, right? We're the only country in the world that is still fucking dealing with this shit. 
and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. Like, it seems like it's gotten only worse. It's getting progressively worse because of the tone deafness that the administration has in regards to responding to it, yeah. in, regard, in regards to recognizing it, and also in regards to disabling the pandemic force that was in place when Obama was here. Yeah. And they tore that shit down. Yeah. So... There's a lot of things that we're recognizing and then they're trying to take credit for in regards to we shut the country down. Cool. You're supposed to do that. I'm not going to pat you on the back because you took care of your fucking kid. That's your (laughs) job. But now it's like every fucking um, news briefing or every press conference is we're doing better than the rest of the world. We're not even doing better than New Zealand. New Zealand has went 100 days without cases Mm. and they're outside. They're inside eating. Bro, we're about to get our shit taken away again at the end of October. Yeah. And then and then the audacity to send kids into school. Yeah. So if you just if you just listen to the last 30 seconds of what I said <laughs> and you still haven't grasped the fact that yes, I get it Biden has done his shit, you know, Ms. Harris has done her shit. And There's this two is choices. this is an argument of the lesser of two evils. And I understand people don't like that argument. Mm. But right now, I cannot go another year of living like this. Yeah, it's, I, just, it's, I, I can't do it's it. A, it's I a funny it. it's a funny way of looking at it, because right now, you know, it's real easy to just be a skeptic when it comes to politicians. Like right. you're playing into it's easy to get, especially when it comes to presidential politics, when it comes to presidential elections. Like right now is the time where, yes. You will hear all of the dirt and it won't stop. You will hear every horrible thing that somebody You're supposed to. The rest of life. You are supposed to. Strategy. This is what they do. This is how it's supposed to work. But what I'm saying is this. When it comes to Kamala Harris specifically, and I saw I, I, I wish I could remember the actual tweet that um that's that that the actual person that said the tweet. But they said no matter how you feel about this politically, you know that that side is going to attack this woman mm. specifically because she's a black woman. Like, his part of his campaign strategy is to mobilize people who look at a black woman and says, this person you can't trust. Mm-hmm. You know that same black woman down at your block in your, in your suburban neighborhood? That's the type of people you can't trust. You know when you clutch your... Like... It's happened. Like, we've already seen it. Yeah. We've already seen it in the past. So, when this it comes is, to this... This is nothing new. Like, what we're about to see, and we're only two days in, mm. what we're about to see is an attack on black women, attack on Mrs. Harris, attack on her credibility, her, you know, her ethnicity. We're already um, seeing her we're already, husband. Yeah, we're already, we're already yeah, starting to bring we, up we the, the cops shit. It's right. like, listen, bro. It's, it's, it's going to happen, but... Kamala Harris could come here with a monkey for a daughter. Like, an actual monkey. <laughs> She could come here with a club foot. Like, there's, here's, here's how badly you fucked up. All right. Like, there's literally nothing you could do for me to vote against you. Like, I'm not even voting for Biden or Harris specifically. I'm voting against you. That's how badly you fucked it up. Like, I can't even passively just be like, uh, I'll skip the like whatever. Oh, Hillary will win. I'll, I'll I'll skip it. Like whatever. Like I'll just I'll I'll take it's care of my vote. Like, no, it's gotten that people bad. People aren't even necessarily voting for like for Biden and Harris's policies. Shit could probably be worse. 
there's always the possibility that always. shit could end up being always. worse. Politicians are politicians, regardless of what they do, what they represent, where they from, where they graduated from. They, they, they are politicians. Obama's done some fucked up shit. Bush, Clinton, down the line, down the line, down the line. Mm. This, what we're observing right now, yeah. is unprecedented. This is the first the domino of proving the, the, the theory that a lot of people had, which was Donald Trump. Donald Trump's presidency was probably the best thing that could happen to us. Yeah. Because it showed us exactly who the fuck we are. Mm -hmm. There's no turning away from it now. It's like, listen, this is a country that was raised on racist principles. Mm -hmm. This is a country that was stolen. On the backbone of slavery. On the backbone of slavery. This is a country that will literally, that literally have not abolished slavery. Like, if once you get put into a jail, you are technically a slave again. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing this country has shown me in the past four years specifically. Not to say I haven't known for years and years and years, but I couldn't force feed myself the lie that this country sells to us it's anymore. Now, it's that now all be- men are created equal. It's all now becoming like, and like you said beforehand, like we knew, we saw the trinkets and the little, you know, dressings of it, you know, or, or, or just situations that would show us like, damn, this country is like really fucked up. Yeah. Right now, it's, it's extremely explicit. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's smacking you in the face and daring you to do something about it. Uh-huh. That's how racism is. And I think fucking, um, I, uh, it was either Skip or Shannon Sharp said it on um, Undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. Racism is like, it's uh, profitable or something like that. Something to that degree. Yeah. And it's like, yo, racism fuels almost the economy. I don't know if, you know what For I mean? Sure. Like, it, it fuels 1, the economy. Like, and it's because like. The sliver of it isn't just racism, it's about, you know, biases it's your own inherent biases that everybody has right like especially when it comes to this country and how it was built and the history of it and trying to hide from it i think that's always been like the big fucking hang up when it comes to america Mm. like we've always tried to like pretend that we didn't enslave a whole race of people for what 400 years? years. years. (laughs) Like, we really try to pretend that this shit didn't happen. Whereas, you know, you go to Canada, and I saw this on, on I think, a Seth Rogen stand-up of all stand-ups. Like, you go to Canada, if they're having a comedy show, if they're doing a show... On the Indian burial ground, or Indian he said tribe. that on, he said that on the shop. Yes, on yeah, the shop. That's on what the yeah, shop. I remember seeing. He comes that. out and he says, "Yo, like before we continue, we must acknowledge that like you we know, are on we are on sacred yeah, ground. Like yeah, yeah. this ground, these things happen, these atrocities, and we're gonna take a moment to acknowledge this. You know what I'm saying? Like sort of like how for the first like two months after George Floyd passed away, like everybody like really pre- pretended to care about black people." As cool as that was, that's what they do all the time in Canada when yeah. it comes to certain, you know, certain uh, situations or certain racial situations. situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not gonna one apologize or at least acknowledge that, you know, oh my God, this isn't this isn't the America I grew up in. This isn't this isn't us. Like it no, this, it, it this actually is, is you. This, is, this yes. is you. Like you you, you got to stop fronting on that one. And two, now you got to understand that okay. This world that we've built, if you're not going to have reparations, if you're not going to financially, you know... Which will never happen. I don't know if it'll never happen. Nigga. I mean, I, w- I would hope so. I still I still hold out hope. Just oh, no. I, I'm optimi- I, I would like to be optimistic, but it's just like, bro, like, niggas can't even get a stimulus. They can't even get the second stimulus check. You think we're going to get reparations? <laughs> niggas can't even shove out $1,200. Yeah. 
You know, mean, how much we're you know how much we're owed? My thing is reparations. Reparations have happened. Like, people, like, so many enslaved and, and you know, uh, Indi- indigenous, Indig- people. indigenous people. I'm yeah. about to say disingenuous. No, in- indigenous, indigenous people <laughs> <laughs> were given reparations. American Indians have, a couple other people have, a couple other groups of countries. I'm sure there's a list that Jake has that will show you all these type of things. My thing is this: when it con- to circle it back to Kamala Harris and her, yeah. you know, vice president nominee, the entire a good portion of that political campaign is going to be centered around the fact that she's a black woman so at this point in time especially in this point in our history that we haven't necessarily had to deal with these sort of things in our adulthood because mm-hmm. you know now we're adults like uh, uh, we always want to wonder we always look back in the 60s and think like what we would have done mm-hmm. like what would you have done at this point like mm-hmm. is it really that important for you to to get your hot take off about mm-hmm. you know oh well you know she's a cop right like oh you know she's like is it real? Like at this moment right now, do you think it's really that important? You don't think that one domino could affect other dominoes? You don't think by like not being passive right now, giving this dude another four years, especially after the four years we've just had, does it empower all of those silent majority people, all of those motherfuckers that have you know that were on that were in those Trump fucking those Trump rallies mm-hmm. when? The coronavirus is popping, and now like Shout motherfuckers are dying. Shout out to you know Tulsa, what I mean? Like, bunch of idiots. yo, we got people in office that just lack leadership and don't even fucking listen to real science, actual factual shit. It's, it's that it's, has literally saved lives. It's literally, it's literally based on you know human decency. It's literally based on a surface of human intelligence. And it's not like this guy really has to do a lot of shit for himself. Mm. He has people handing him shit, showing him shit, detailing shit for yeah. him. It's so like, and I get, I mean, obviously being a president is not the easiest job. It's not an easy job at all. Yeah. But it's like, bro, you can't act like a second grader and be like, no, <laughs> I don't want to read this. Yeah. No, I don't want to take a nap. No, I don't want to go to the doctor. It's like, nigga, the smartest people. The most informed people are at your beck and call and you still refuse to even glance in their direction and say, hey, what do you know that can help our country? Mm -hmm. And it's still to the point where he was like, oh, well, you know, (laughs) I read a lot. It's the arrogance arrogance and it's the uh, the unraveling. It's like the oblivious. You can't be that oblivious with that much power. It's the, it's the that's the thing that I'm just trying to get at. It's you the complete unraveling of it's just what like, it means to be president. Bro, right? I didn't know you were that dumb. And I'm like really watching all these interviews and watching his press briefings. And it's just like, bro, you talking about the 1917 pandemic ended <laughs> World War II? <laughs> Nigga, I'm not a fucking history buff, and I knew that wasn't fucking true. It's like, are y'all, are you really sitting? So, again, bringing it back to Mrs. Harris, do you really want to go through another four years I don't. of that? I don't. So please do it right. And at the same time, black men specifically, like, we can't let black women down. Like, we know they're going to fucking mobilize and vote for this woman. Nigga, I'm watching it at, like, we I go to Howard, this. so my timeline is HU, yeah. Bison, AKA, like, my timeline is flooded with that shit, so I can't even ignore it if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I get it. Mrs. Harris has, you know, Kamala has done whatever she's done in California, whatever. Okay, I get that. Politicians have also done fucked up shit, but... 
Pop this, is a new fucked up they, shit. If you don't shit. like it, bro, if you don't like it after this election, once you get this dumb motherfucker Trump out, you make sure you are voting in your national, in your local elections, your local mm-hmm. advisory boards, your city senate, your city, city senate. If you really, really are about that life, and don't just don't just see a bunch of highlight uh, headlines and be like, oh my god, and just kind of believe everything you read. Like, if you're really about that life. Be about that life after we get this motherfucker out of the office. Like, right. get Trump out first. And then... Then take your pivot. Then, you know what I mean? Then we got four years to criticize her as much as, as we, we fucking want. want, bro. Just like we like, did Obama. Just like we did Obama. Like, everything wasn't sunshine the rainbow of Obama. There was a lot of times I'm like, man, what, what is this nigga? No. Right. <laughs> but that's poli- it's politics as usual. Yeah. That's all it is. Absolutely. But I always say her name wrong, but like, you know, congratulations to Kamala Harris. Mm. Um, just, you know... Howard graduate, first black woman. Yo, how, yo, Howard ladies are gonna be in sufferable. Sydney been going crazy. In sufferable. Sydney been bruh. going crazy with I this. I see shit. every poultry on picture on the story is with a picture of Kamala Harris. I'm like, yo, I get it. I get it. This is rare. Like I never thought I'd see today. This is beautiful, man. I never so never thought I'd see today. You know, I don't want this to be uh, you know, political. Say less, but uh, you know, we gotta touch it sometimes. We gotta I feel like we're gonna, we're gonna get a lot of heat for this. Got, I can't wait for I this. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. We're gonna <laughs> get a lot of heat for this. I can't wait Who for this. Who gives part. a fuck? Um, what else we got? Oh, all right. Let's 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 get into it. Um, y'all don't fuck around and piss Dame Lillard off. <laughs> not first, not first, not y'all. <laughs> Three Paul. motherfuckers pissed him off. Y'all don't piss Dame Lillard Paul. off. <laughs> Paul George. Ooh. Pat Beverly Ooh. and motherfucking Skip Bayless. Oh, Y'all God. are responsible for that 61-point performance against the, was the Mavs, right? Against the Mavs Ooh, and against the uh, Sixers the day before. Let me tell you something right now, bro. I was a little hesitant last episode saying when Dame was like, you know, stop running from the grind, da 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 I was a little hesitant to say that's some shit Kobe would say. Mm-hmm. And then he went out. It did, and did what Kobe, Kobe would have done. He did out. He went out and done some shit that Kobe would have done. My man done, hit that three pointer, bounced to the heavens. Kobe caught that. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the six man, bro. bro like, that's why. That's like, why that this. shit went. Kobe was like, "Nah, I got you. Tonight, bro. I'm putting that in." And then took the game winning charge. Oh my god, bro! Gosh. He did it on both ends. He's on another level right now. That bro. yo, that yo, Paul George, Pat Beverly, and fucking Skip Bayless put him on another level. That's literally it. Like, yeah. you can't look at something as. Like, oh, you know, he just got lucky or whatever the case is. Like, nah, niggas, like he said when he was walking off the court, put some fucking respect on my name. Y'all niggas know why I'm here. Y'all mm. know what I came to do. Like, that's it. Like, I'm done fucking with y'all. Mm. Like, even, even during his rookie year when Kobe was going up against him, mm. Kobe was like, yo, bro, that's a serious boy. Mm. Kobe gave it up. Serious. If there's, if there's nothing, boy, if I'm a Laker fan, here's, here's a reason why if I'm a Laker fan, I'm terrified, okay? Terrified right now. Not to make it everything so sportsy. But the day, the first game back from the Lakers when Kobe passed away, mm-hmm. gosh, if you would think them, them dudes were inspired to play a game, it would be like right after, you know, that and, you know, that incredible ceremony that the Staples Center put together, right. you know what I mean, before Kobe, uh, for Kobe's passing and the Lakers play in Staples for the first time since he passed away. Who did they go up against that night? The Portland Trailblazers. And who bust their ass that night? Dame Lillard, bro. Like, if there's anybody out there that Kobe 
I'm not speaking. I don't want to speak for the man. He's passed on and he's a legend. But I mean, we saw the video. We see the video circulating on Twitter right now where Kobe. I remember that game. That was one of Kobe's like real last like, you know, Kobe like games before his Achilles blew out where he was still like that man, like that deal. He was on a crazy tear that time. Like I remember mm. right before they played the Golden State Warriors and he his Achilles blew out for the first time. And he gave it up to Ricky Dane back then, bro. So to see it now where he's had opportunities to leave Portland, had opportunities to join super teams, had opportunities to, you know, uh, to, to, to not be what everybody else is right now. Mm. I feel like the reason why people respect Dame so much is he is so about winning in one place. He's not about this. He's very counterculture to everything in the NBA. That nigga said he's the not, Paul Short stop, stop switching running teams. from the grind, bro. You know that had to sting. That's that not me. Stop. I'm That's like, not me. Damn, nigga. And and to go out like it's almost like, bro. It's almost like Dame Lillard's on like a promo tour right now, bro. bro. Like he's on every interview. And gr- granted, he's he's in hot commodity right now. He's sitting there no, he, cutting promos, talking shit, and then going back and backing it up. The Portland Trailblazers, say what you want. They were not a team that a lot of people were talking about for that ACF. And, and, I mean, and then also, like, and not, you know, not to take away from what Dame is doing. Obviously, he's doing a phenomenal job in keeping mm-hmm. the, you know, the Trailblazers, you know, afoot. But then you gotta give it to Melo as well, because Melo yep. is just like He's back in that like phenomenal shape, so it's like the Trailblazers are a very phenomenal team and entertaining team to watch. Yeah. So it's like you add Melo to what Dame is doing mm. by himself. It's like, bro, why would you not want to watch the Trailblazers? What's really tight about Melo this year? And I was gonna wear my Melo jersey on the way, but I was like, it's a little obnoxious. I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but what the next one? Was this rookie year Nuggets? Oh, okay. oh Nuggets, white okay. and blue. Okay, yeah, Melo yellow. Um, the one thing that's really interesting about Melo right now is he's proven a lot of the doubters wrong. He's proven a lot of people that thought that he couldn't take a back seat, that he wasn't ready to like be, you know, giving it up to somebody younger than him. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you think that a guy that age wouldn't be able to be like, all right, my years have passed me. I got to be able to take charge when I need to play right. defense, da, 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 da. Like, I didn't think, I'll be honest, I thought Melo was still good enough to be on a team and still play pretty well. I didn't think he would be playing this well. Bro, all he He's, needed was just someone to lean on. Yeah. And it looks like, again, like, I'm, I'm not the most, you know, analytical NBA guy, but, like, I watch Melo a lot, and, I, you know, I watch his, you know, mm-hmm. shit, but it's like, you got a nigga like Dane. Yeah. And then you could place your confidence in a guy like Dame who's going to do it on both ends. Yeah. Bro, now I can focus. On top of that, I feel now like... Now I can focus. This is the first time in a long time Carmelo has single coverage. Like, probably the right, first right, time... Right, 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 probably right, the right, first right. time in, like, since he was maybe in middle school that he only has one person guarding him. Mm-hmm. And the skills that he's had, he's had those same skills as he was a rookie. Like, he scored like a veteran... The first day he walked into the NBA, like just give him the ball, he could like somebody said he could score in a phone booth. Like that is <laughs> that's how how efficient he is yeah. when it comes to getting his shot off. So now he only got one person to worry about, bro. Because there's a person who's 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 capable of dropping fifty every night, and you got CJ McCollum who's not that far back, and you got jo- Joseph Nurkic, you know what I mean, being a paint beast, and you got you know Hassan Whiteside who's also like not no slouch. 
This is probably the best situation Melo's Bro, ever been. I'm going to get you one-on-one every possession down. I'm going to mm. burn you every time I get that yeah. possession. Every time you I get that ball, I'm going to burn you. Gosh, how many... I can't even think of like of a contested three mellows taken in this bubble. Like every, every bro, and shot. that's fine. Yo, yo, give him up. I yo, love it. It's fine. Get them I points love it. up. He's he's loving this situation. Get them points up, mellow. You see them drive and kick, and you always see mellow wide right open there. in the Boom. corner. Give it to me. Wide open at the top of the key. That is him all fucking day All that attention can go right to Dame and you know McCullough. All that shit. Yo, Melo's gonna be in the, on that corner, right on that on that little right here. Boom, three. Mm. All right, cool. Top of the key. Boom, another one. Mm. Boom, maybe 17-footer. Boom, yep. another one. That's yep. fine. Mel- and Melo will move around. We got skinny Melo now. Yeah. So that nigga's mobile. So I'm going to tell you. I'll I- I say all that to say this. If I'm the Lakers, I'm 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 I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. I worry, bro. Like, you got no Avery Bradley. You got no Rajon Rondo. You got Dame Lillard on going scorch earth. You got Anthony Davis having some games where he doesn't look like Anthony Davis. And mind you, one thing I'm, I'm very scared of doing is doing the same thing I do every year with any LeBron James-led team, and that is write them off before the playoffs start. It seems like we've done this every single year he's been going to the playoffs. We didn't do it last year because obviously he was hurt, but... He always, his team just always either just go into slumps or they just kind of look a little shaky right. before they go, they, they, the playoffs start. And then once it's playoff time, boom, lights out. The one thing that makes me worried about it, though, is that a lot of these times, Bron has had home court advantage. He's had that juice of being in the home court for those first two games. Boy, you boy. pretty much give him, you, you're giving him those two games. What you know did I, I mean? tell the you, first, What did well, I tell you? I told you. What? I told you. This is. The, 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 this is the easiest. I told you. Right, but uh, this is thing. For some. Huh? For some. It, but, you know, it's for all for because, they're, no, for all because, well, I mean, all included, because you don't have your home team. You, I mean, you don't have your home court. You don't have your home crowd. You don't have your home rituals. Everyone is is, is in this fucking bubble. Yeah. Everyone is equal. Is e- I mean, aside from like playing skill and you know that type of shit, mentally everyone is pretty much equal. Yeah. We're dealing with the same type of shit. But that's that's what worries me about the Lakers, right? Oh, okay, like, okay, I, see what you're I feel like Bron- like Bron's gonna bring it. Like the yeah. home court home court advantage isn't for superstars. Superstars is gonna ball regardless. But like, it helps. It, I don't think it does. I, I think don't like know. if you, you watch feel that dude, you gonna ball wherever. What home court advantage helps is fucking seventh guy coming off the bench. Like the home court advantage helps Danny Green. Home court advantage helps Dwight Howard. Helps those guys that need to get up. You know what I'm saying? Like that need but to. But you like, know, you play. know that when I, you know, and I watch the Last Dance a lot. I just jump around episodes, but uh-huh. I just I love to watch that shit. But I, when I would watch them play the Knicks at home, mm-hmm. that there was just a different energy with the Bulls when they played anyone at home when it was like important. Like mm-hmm. these niggas were just like demons, and these niggas were tumultuous against right. their opponents. I get it on the road, you know, when you got to perform, you will perform. But watching them play at the United Center or watching them play at Chicago Stadium, that's a, that's a completely different fucking team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so when I say that, like, yeah, Michael kind of, you know, needed that push. Like, that that crowd and that, that you know, atmosphere, 
it does something to you. It does mm. something to your to your rhythm. It does something to your to your blood. So when LeBron's in, you know, you know, when he was at the Lo- Quick Loans Arena, it did something to him. Mm-hmm. When you know, when you know, fucking when he's at the Stable Center, when Kobe was at the Stable Center, that does something to you. That home court, that home love, that does something to you. So when 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 we have these kids, when these guys are in a bubble. The energy is unbalanced. Yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? The energy is not necessarily there. Niggas uh, gonna show up, but they'll show that up. That does matter. Feel, Home court does matter to me. I feel like I feel like it does matter, obviously, but I mean like with a guy like now that it's not there, now that the mm-hmm. the, the 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 playing fields are kind of level. I've said that these NBA bubble games are like our, our get back for not having March Madness, right? Mm, mm. And a lot of times when March we're watching Madness, games at like one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, so. watching games all day long, right, right? And you're making you're making these 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 games matter because there's no home court advantage in March Madness. Mm-hmm. So what I say, you could be a one seed, you could be whatever 16, the fuck you want. Yeah, the teams that usually win the championships. Are the teams that have that are the hottest going into the tournament? Like I think of back in the day, you think of uh, teams like the Kemba Walker UConn Huskies, who weren't even that great. You know, what I mean, I got healthy at the right time. Kemba got hot at the right time, and they just rolled that motherfucker to a national championship. Right. Dame Lillard, right now, like weird things happen in like shortened seasons, right? Like I feel like the last time. A, a eighth seed went to the NBA Finals was the New York Knicks when they it was a lockout. The, they well, played the Rockets. They played the Spurs. Oh, Spurs! I'm sorry. It was sorry. a lockout shortened season because you know they didn't play until like January or something like some shit like that. And then you know teams get healthy at the right time. The Blazers have this certain this certain mix of things kind of falling into place for them right now, whereas. I feel like they can go on a crazy run. At the same time, they needed all 61 of Dame's points to beat the Mavericks. Like, and that, to continue that, to ask him to continue doing that. that and that's that the thing. It's a lot. And that's the thing. You know, I don't think um, this, this wave that they're on is beautiful to watch. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to be at the that, that same tipping point going into the playoffs because... Right. If they were going to the playoffs right now, I'd be scared as fuck. Yeah. Well, I'd the playoffs be- start next week. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm scared as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like, 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 later. Okay, I'm scared no, as fuck. Right, like, cool. they're, they're catching fire right now. There's playing so games. So, yeah, yeah. This, this is, and what seed are they? Uh, they're, the, they're locked into the eighth. They could possibly move up to seventh, or the, is that not? Uh, I think, no, they can't move up to seventh. They might still have a plan because I think Phoenix, right? Right. Still it's either Phoenix and Portland or Portland and Memphis. Yeah, Portland's yeah. in there though. Yeah. Portland's so pfft. and obviously Sorry, LA is NBA Lakers one. is the number one seed. seed. So okay. it's, it's looking like that's that's what they're gonna look at. I am nervous. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Now, that, okay, because I thought I don't, for some reason I thought the playoffs started later. I'm nervous. I'm nervous if I'm late. Yeah, yeah. I said this like four weeks ago. Mm. And then, and you know, it's funny. Scare me the most of anybody. You yeah. know what's funny? Taylor Rooks. Um, shout out to our girl Taylor. Shout out Taylor. Uh, she had asked LeBron a question the other day. She was like, on a, on the scale of one to ten, how prepared are you guys for the playoffs? Right. And I, I don't think he gave a number, but he was just like, he said we're playoff ready, but mentally, um, we're not there yet or and he said physically like my body's getting there or you know you know it's it's coming mm. um with that answer 
and with the evidence that we're watching the Blazers, when you mix those two together, to your point, that makes it scary. It makes me. It makes it scary, man. My thing is, there's one or two things that's going to happen here. They're going to catch fire and go on a run like we've never seen an eighth seed go on, or Dame kind of flames out. Like maybe that that adrenaline of you know. Telling Paul George and Pat Beverly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was needed. That's like, but that's not going to be a consistent thing. That's a lot to carry throughout an entire playoff run. That's a lot of games. You're asking to do, you're asking to do, to do a lot of lifting. CJ McCollum shot two free throws with like broken, like a broken back or something like that. Like, some wild shit. And Dame like, is not getting 18 for 18 free throws nah, every night. No, 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 no. But there's night, a every there's night, a, there's yeah. a lot there's a lot to be worried about. But man, shout out Dame Lillard. He's on the fucking run now. Yo, listen, man. Shout yeah. out to the Blazers being very entertaining right now. This is beautiful. Yeah, Bar- there yeah. must be. I, I can't remember the last time I there was a to player watch a Blazers game. that was no, not even just the Blazers. Like, yo, there's certain people. Iverson. Not even Iverson. I mean, like, there's certain people where when. The games on the line, like they're they're league pass specials, right? Like, granted, we're at a different sort of time. There's not really like a league pass option where there's like mad games going on. But there's always that player where it's like, yo, two minutes left down, da 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 da. Oh, I'm I gotta watch this real quick. Gotta go. Yeah, I gotta you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta like, watch this. I gotta watch this. A handful of people do that to me. Like D Wade used to do that for me. Yeah, LeBron. Kobe absolutely LeBron did that did for it. me. Yeah. Bron, but Bron's always on national TV. But oh, okay, like, okay, okay. So you're talking about league pass. It's like, oh yeah. shit, I gotta get out this game. Right. Okay, I got Dame you. Lillard is must-see TV in crunch time. Like, I don't think there's anybody in the world I trust more with the rock, with the game on the line. Maybe Steph Curry. I don't even. I don't think. Oh no! Steph, yeah, I, I trust Steph more than Dame. I, don't, I think. No I think way. Maybe, I, no trust, way. I trust. No way. Nah, I, think, I trust Steph out of all three. Nah, I think, out of all three of them, I trust Steph more. Just, I trust Steph. I trust Steph to like. Here's Steph, here's Steph Curry's thing, right? Steph is the master of the go to hell threes, right? Like <laughs> when you when you like already reeling, like. They don't. They don't win by decision. Like they go yeah. for the knockout blow. And yeah. Steph Curry. Steph Curry can end the game with two minutes left. Right. Dame Lillard can end the game with point one second left. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, KD, yeah, KD can do the same thing too. Right. So like, right. if you're if 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 the game is rolling and like you're up by two, you got to stop. You get a three. And if you get like another three, that's like that backbreaker where the team's like, that's Curry. Fuck. That is a Steph Curry specialty, bro. Like, yeah. he will do that to you all day, every day. Right. The thing with Dame is, Dame is never out the fucking... Like, I'm still... They could be down five with two seconds left. I'm like, man, he ain't gonna figure out a way Yo, to get Dame this. Will <laughs> Dame will pull this shit off. Bro. Even when he missed those two free throws in the right. Clippers game, I was like... He don't get that one back. Like uh, you know? he hit thirty six of his next thirty seven. Yeah, after yeah. That. Shout out to Dame Lillard, brother. You know you're doing your thing. You're doing the bubble of justice, but I still think you can't rap. So say less. On the uh, Dame Lillard oh, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Okay. No, I just don't think he. Right. On the Dame Lillard thing. Nigga, you brought me on this show. I, I think Dame Lillard this. can rap, bro. I, I, I'm I sorry. Actually, you know I don't want to upset this nigga. So you know what? Who's upset? Not you, nigga. I don't oh, want to say oh, damn. 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 That <laughs> <laughs> nigga be watching Nobody shit. Nobody wants to go with that. Damn, I don't want no smoke. Dave's a random out of petty, too. Right. Yeah, like, I'm cool, my guy. I'm, I'm like, cool. nigga, what you saying about me? <laughs> 
Somebody at that. And you a music critic too? Like, yeah. Oh, wanna, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want no smoke game. I'm about to say, he's he probably going to he'll gonna end up on rap life. This yeah. Week. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> all right. We'll Shout see. out to Ebro and the Desk. Shout out to Ebro and the Desk. Apple Music all day. Oh, um, man. It's, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a fan. I'm a One fan. One more right thing now. on Dame. Uh, we had a listener question actually relating to Dame. Which oh, was, shit. We did. Oh, we got a listener shit. question. Oh, I thought we was doing yeah. it at the end. Yeah. Are we doing it now? Okay, we're no, doing it. Time out. Oh, do it throughout. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah. Like Time out, guys. Time out, guys. What's up? What's up? What's uh, if you want to be part of the podcast and want to be part of the show, you hit up the Instagram DMs whenever Jake gets on the Instagram Say Let's With Kaz mm-hmm. and hits the Q&A. We will shout you out. Mm-hmm. Be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. Get your questions in. Mm-hmm. We will get... This is this is a communal show. Keep telling you I want y'all. you all to be a part of it. Cousins, so, nieces, yes. nephews. This is the family. Come on, man. Just right, ask, so ask Jake, what you got. So Jake will make sure as the conversation goes... We will get your question or comment on the show. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, if it's good. If it's uh, good. If yeah, it's good. Yeah, Jake was like, thanks yeah. for keeping it. If, yeah. if, if it's good. <laughs> yeah. Petty. Uh, yo, Jake, yo, Jake gave it to his back, man. Jake gave it to his back. I Jake, like it. Jake's, Jake's little, like, shady Bro, comments. Yo, his, his, timing, his timing is perfect. I like Very his timing. T- yeah, go for yeah. it. So, Dame, basically, just wanted uh, Thurgood Jenkins, 10, wanted to know, Dame Willard, stick with the squad mentality. Will it last? Well, or stick with the squad you were drafted by. Here's my thing. Mm. With Dame Willard, I feel like he'll get more respect for trying. He'll, he'll get a Kevin Garnett type of like respect for trying to keep it and make it happen. Like I don't think anybody will look at him differently. And I hope this kind of goes with everybody that mm. that watches the NBA. Like I feel like people are a little bit more smarter fans now to understand like a championship shouldn't validate everything about your career mm. you know what i'm saying like i feel like a guy like dame lillard who's given us so many moments already like you mean to tell me a guy like alan iverson who's never won a championship is more impactful than a guy that like robert horry who's mm. won seven championships just by being at the right place at the right time no hell no and we're old enough and thank god technology is is is, is advanced enough mm. where I don't got to hear old wives' tales about how good Connie Hawkins was or World Be Free or like Wilt Chamberlain and like all this shit. Like, nah, we got YouTube. Like, still, I feel like... There's still no footage of Wilt Chamberlain scoring we points. That shit is a fucking bullshit, bro. I'm like, yo, just like, yo, like, come on, son. Like, I grew up thinking Wilt Chamberlain slept with 10,000 women. That's a lie, That's too. another fucking lie. Like, 20. 20,000? How does that even? That's how do not you even? Possible. How do you even like equate? Like, no, on, I didn't make that joke, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm more impressed by that. I say, I say like this, man. Like the reason why people have always been like, oh my god, Dame, you should go, you should trade. Like the reason why people want great players to leave their teams to go to championship situations is because they believe no matter how good you are, you aren't validated unless you get a chip, you unless you get a ring. It's mm-hmm. rings culture. Mm-hmm. I blame Michael Jordan for that shit. I blame Kobe, I blame Skip, I blame all these people that equate team success, a team award with individual accolades. There's so many greats. And granted, we're getting to the point where, okay, you can understand how good Charles was because Charles isn't just just a fucking uh, media darling. 
You know what I mean? Like he was a powerhouse. He was right up. He was a powerhouse one and two. He was right of the prefaces of the the explosion of the multimedia of the NBA. Mm-hmm. All dream right? team. The dream team. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anybody on that dream team is within basketball canon lore about great of greatness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we're at a point where I hope if they never wins it because they felt so strongly about winning it at home. Winning it in Portland, winning it with the team that 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 drafted him, because it says more about him. I do feel like one nobody should judge him because of the level of play he's been on and things he's been able to pull off and things he's been able to do in the era where teams move everywhere and he's been deliberate about saying I'm not running from the grind. Like this is what I'm doing. I feel like people will look um, look highly on that. Yeah. In this, in this I past. think I look at it like this. Dame can't leave specifically because of what he said to PG. Yeah. You like can't now you're not, stuck. Now you're stuck. Yeah, now you're Man, stuck. But, and you know, I say all that, you know, him. just like as a joke, but like at the same time, I would love just to see him achieve that goal because I wish Allen did it. Yeah. I wish He Charles, reminds me of Iverson. He's yeah, good, he gives I, me he's like he's a more he's a more polished Iverson. Yeah, I, I wish Allen did it because you know I you know I was in high school and I was watching this his every move, his every game, like rooting for the Sixers and this and the third. I wish Charles did it. Um but I really would like to see Dame do it because he's really poking his chest out. People are really starting to respect his mindset yeah. in this game. So I would like to see him stay put, put the work in, organization build around him. Um, pay him his fucking money. Oh, he's got paid. Um, he's not a supermax. Yeah, yeah Levar, I, you know, I would. I would what Levar said, huh? Lavar said about paying their backcourt. Right. Know. He said, yeah. Well, Lavar Ball said it on our on our podcast. He said they'll never win anything because you got three hundred million dollars tied into your backcourt. So it's like, yeah, I, I would I, I would I would like to see Dame stay put and 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 do it for that city, and then that's a validation for himself, not yeah. even for like the you know his cohorts, his teammates, yeah. or the skeptics, that's a validation for yourself. So when you can stay put and, you know, and because we're in the era of the super team and everyone's traveling around and mm-hmm. moving around, mm-hmm. he stayed put, did it himself, and, and still one of the illest niggas, and then maybe get a Grammy in 2020. <laughs> but yo, honestly, though, honestly, it's more like Dame, the Dame Lil Allen Iverson comparisons have been, like, going on pretty heavily right. in the past couple of weeks, man. Like, he kind of seems like he's taken... The Allen Iverson sort of mold and has a, and has elevated it like he from a like cultural standpoint of being like relevant. And well, no, no, I'm not even that. No, well, no, because like Allen Iverson was extremely influ- influential with the culture, like from the cultural conversation. Yeah. Dame is like in that conversation, but what Allen did for the culture in regards to time hip hop and and, and and NBA. Dame isn't really yeah, doing no. that. Like well, Iverson, not, Iverson kicked those doors down. Yeah, like, yeah but that, to, like, Iverson was the pioneer of that. Yeah. So I can't. I don't, I don't want right. to say Dame is in that conversation. The comparisons of how they are and like their demeanors and like you know the no. underdogness. Yeah, that's I can understand. That I mean, honestly, aspect. I think I think there's more there to it. I think there's more there to it. I think maybe right later now, on down the line. I think right now we are in a moment like there are certain players that have a fucking moment where it's like, yo, there is, you know, I remember the time, I think it was what, 2017, 18, Steph mm-hmm. Curry, like the the year where he was undisputed. Uh, 2016, 2017. Yeah. Unanimous MVP year, Steph. Right. Where it was like, 
he went from like superstar to like, oh God, this is one of the greatest cards I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Where he's hitting that fucking game winner in Oklahoma City from overtime to force from half court. Like that was the big, the, the first big fuck you three where he's like, you know, if anybody remembers that shot, like everybody sees Steph and Dame and bro, I remember all these, I was like, the watching that shit, and the whole place went crazy. Like we're sitting there, bro. Watching, it was like, on ABC. Up. Bro, it was, it was a prime time game. Saturday night. Saturday night. I remember this. And like, we were sitting, I was actually about to you link with you. Us. No, oh, you weren't. With I was us. about to link you. I was, I was with Cam. I was. I was. I was watching the game, and the game was so close. I was like, all right, let me let me finish this before I head out. And then I just remember him just stopping. With like six seconds and, left, on the and clock. they had a timeout. And, and time they just said, "Fuck it," and just pulled. And that was like such a that that's such a a landmark basketball moment. Like I didn't realize how big of a moment that was just in the game of hoops right then. Like in ev- everything I've been taught about basketball leading up to that moment is that's an awful fucking shot. That's a terrible shot. You call timeout, you set up a play, you talk to your coach, you do this, you do that, you run a play, you get to the free throw line, you do something You to force overtime. Steph said, fuck that, we gonna win right now. Which is what Dame did to Paul George. Yeah, because yes. Paul said that was a fucking horrible shot. Dame yes. said, and, bop, and, bop. And here's the thing, I hear Paul George. I get it I too. Hear. Both of them were horrible shots. And that's the thing, great players make Terrible shots all the time. They make terrible shots look beautiful. Yes, yes. And on top of that, like I've said in many episodes, that's a terrible shot if you didn't have 47 points leading into that. That was your 50th bucket. At that point, this is a heat check. At this point, it's like, man, we living and dying with me. And that sort of, that shot, like, broke basketball. Like, that was the, the moment of the point guard revolution that, you know, right now we got just a golden age. Kyrie Irving, Stephen Curry, Dame Lillard, Paul. Russell Whisperer, Chris Paul, John James Moran. Harden, John Morant. Yeah. Every, you need Devin one Booker. of these, Devin Booker. You need one of these special guards that spread the floor to win. That shot broke basketball because we've all been taught. Anybody from the littlest league of playing basketball, you guard the three-point line. You protect the three-point line. Once Steph Curry made it normal for people to be like, you got to card him as soon as he crosses half court, mm-hmm. that broke open defenses everywhere. That broke open just the scope of how you guard a team with a shooter like that. Mm-hmm. It keeps people spread out. Mm-hmm. And now you got a guy like Dame Lillard, and Steph and Kyrie and all these guys that that just can bomb forever. James Harden, mm-hmm. like a bomb from any length. Mm-hmm. You've given them so much space. Because once you get beat on that deep contest from 45-something feet, now I'm past you. I'm worried about the next guy. Dish. If that guy isn't coming, I'm dishing. If not, everything's open up. That shot broke basketball. Coaches everywhere were just like, how do I guess we defend that's a, this? Well, I, I, guess, I guess that's it. There's no, def- there's no yeah. defense for that. There's no defense. Then, like, I even see like what I'm just watching like shit on Instagram. I'm watching kids pull up from 49, yeah. 48 feet and like knocking shit and down. It. And, and it's it. like niggas are like pulling up on three quarter court because it's like, yo, bro, like homeboy's about to pull up from somewhere mm-hmm. and we don't know how to defend that. Nigga, mm-hmm. when I was playing ball, niggas was lax. Yeah. Back, yeah. Like we was lax at the three point line. Yeah. Unless it was like game time, full court press, or we were just in one of those moments. Yo, back the fuck up. It's like, here, take that. 
You know what like, I mean? Like, yo, nigga, like, yo, because we, we were worried about getting beat off the dribble. Yeah. Nigga, I played against Jason Williams, uh-huh. yeah, the analyst. Uh-huh. Or being, you know, Duke, Duke Superstar. Duke yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know Damn, Jay- no, 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 no. No, I know Jay, yo, same, yo, same, same Patrick. is not that young, bro. No, I'm sorry. I'm old as fuck, so I, I have to correlate it. I, yo, we were Kids, playing him. Jason Williams was an actual basketball player. Jason that was Williams really was a good. Duke Superstar. <laughs> same, I think it was St. Peter, St. Patrick. St. Uh, St. Joe. St. Joe. I would say Patrick. St. Joe's and Matachi. Matachi, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Bro, playing him off the dribble was the worst thing <laughs> ever. But we weren't worried about him pulling up from yeah. like 38, 39. We were just worried about him getting to the fucking bucket. So uh-huh. we had to meet him at the three-point line or even like a little bit further up. Uh-huh. Now niggas are meeting because niggas is going to pull yeah. from wherever the fuck they want. Was, that the, was, was that the best player you ever played against in ever. high school? Ever. Oh my god! Ever and that nigga tormented us. There's nothing. Tormented there's nothing us. like being in high school and lining up against that guy who's going to the NBA, bro. That lets you know. Oh my god! Wayne Seldon. You're nowhere. You're Wayne nowhere Seldon? near. Yeah. Right, tell me, tell me your Wayne Seldon story. I basically got him for like two minutes, <laughs> cooked on post up, and then that was like. We spent very little time on the court at oh the same time. God. Bro, I knew I was nowhere near his was, claw. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, this kid uh, is fucking different. And he just, mo- and he was, he was like, he's, he was stocky mm-hmm. and he was fast. Mm-hmm. And whatever move he wanted, he took. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. There's this. Nothing. It's. So when, when I was growing up in, in my high school career, I was I was still like an internet nerd then. So I knew who I was. I would do my research. Like I knew who I was playing against. Yo, they got a guy who's ranked 20th in country. They got a guy who's ranked this and that, whatever. So like I would kind of know where like these dudes stand so I can see where I stood. I'm like, all right, I can, I can hold my own. And granted, there's players that I've played against that I knew were, were pros or that level. But not like I held my own or anything. Like I didn't get cooked. But at least I had a, a. I was like, okay, I can get to that. Like if I work really hard, right, right. Right. like I played against J.R. Smith, played against uh, Dwight Howard, Sebastian Telfair. Sebastian Telfair. Sebastian Telfair. Yeah, the AU. Sebastian Telfair was the, the best guard I've ever seen in high school. Yeah, he was the like, best guard I've ever seen in high school. Like he was yeah. unguardable, <laughs> unguardable. They're so fucking fa- like ridiculously fast, but you still kind of saw those players, and they were still kind of normal, like Dwight Howard, big dude, but he's a center. Okay, I ain't no center. Jarrett Smith, six five. Okay, all right, I gotta work out a little bit. I gotta shoot the shit out of the ball. Da 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 da. The one player that I played against in high school that let me know there's no way I'm ever seeing an NBA court was Kevin Durant. Ooh. Junior year, Kevin Durant. This, um, I tell the story anytime I get a chance to because it literally led me on the path of like, you need to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You need to find something else to do. We were St. Patrick's High School. It was the primetime shootout in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. We were taking on Oak Hill Academy. Anybody knows who Oak Hill Academy? They are a basketball Mello. factory. Mellows High School, Rondo's High School, uh, Josh Smith. Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings. Just they just they just plow out NBA players every single year, mm. and mostly because a lot of great talents transfer in. Like they'll probably be like really good at a small school, and they'll be like, "Yo, I need to go play somewhere where I'm going to get you know exposure, right. play against certain teams, play on TV, all this other shit." They end up usually going to like a prep school, and Oak Hill Academy is one of the best schools for that. But St. Pat's 
No scrubs either. We got some we got some good players, you know what I mean? Like we don't got we usually got the best team in New Jersey, the us of San Anthony's. Like New Jersey is a hotbed of high school basketball. Mm-hmm. So we ain't no scrubs. And at that time, we had a kid by the name of Derek Character, right? Derek Character was a 6'10 baby shack. And he's been 6'10 baby shack since he was in the eighth grade. Like, massive dude was already on ESPN the magazine, Sports Illustrated, all this type of shit. Anytime they had baby shack stories, oh my god, she got this kid, baby shack. Like he was mad, like he came up in the era right before LeBron. Like, right, like literally in that same sort of like time where like High school sports were like first starting to be on ESPN and shit like that. So we got an ESPN game. So it was like St. Pat's vs. Oak Hill on ESPN 2 with the primetime shootout. I'm like, great. We're going to ball out. Like I was still kind of like iffy on like some scholarship offers. I'm like, all right, if I play really good here, boom, I'm like, sign, whatever. That Oak Hill team had a guy named Casey Rivers, Eric Devendorf, and junior year just transferred in Kevin Durant. Okay. I'm 17 years old. <laughs> I'm a kid at this point, right? Now I told you, our best player was a kind of Derek character, baby Shaq, 6'10, big as a motherfucker, soft hands, all this type of shit, but mostly a post guy. Kevin Durant, you see now, is Kevin Durant I saw then. Six foot ten, skin and bones. Mm. I see a tall, skinny dude. I'm like, our dude's gonna eat his fucking lunch. He's gonna try and post up. He ain't got nothing. He ain't got nothing for our boy. Nigga, HR. The first time I saw a seven footer out here like this, <gasps> bomb three from deep. I was like, I need to stay in school. <laughs> I need to go. I need to really take these studies very seriously. You just I'm knew like, you wasn't of that caliber. I know. Here's the thing. Even because, you know, you got to have an irrational confidence in yourself when you're playing high school ball, right? Like, you can see, like, if you're if you're smart, you can kind of see, like, okay, there's, these are going to be the guys that, like, either are McDonald's All-Americans right, or go right, to the draft or whatever. Right. Like, But, you know, there's other routes to the league. Like, you can, like, go overseas for a couple of years or play a D2 and ball out and get a tryout and then go there. Like, I thought that was my route. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be no fucking lottery pick. But, like, I feel like if I were really, really, really hard, You hear these stories all the time about people in the NBA. Yeah. People like Duncan Robinson. He's on the Heat right now. D2 player. But he's a starter and the best shooter in the league, Right. You hear these stories all the time, and I figured, okay, that was more my path if basketball was going to be what I chose. So you pretty much got scared off by Kevin Durant. I saw KD pull up from 40 as a high school senior, and I was just like, man. Yo, Kevin, if you're watching this right now, (laughs) just understand that you killed... My and it was best on friend. You kill my best friend's confidence. Can I tell and you? this nigga could have been a fucking millionaire. <laughs> listen, hey, listen, and listen. now we're in a fucking barbershop <laughs> doing a podcast. Because you killed this nigga's confidence. <laughs> <laughs> First off, you know KD probably watches everything. Everything. So this nigga like, yeah, I remember that game. We bust our ass and shit. It was our first ESPN game. And mind you, we was like a top 25 team in the nation. Like right. we was like on USA Today. Like we were very, very, very good. Right. So we can see that game now. I'm yeah, so, we, dog, I've been waiting we, for that. I've been, I've been oh, you haven't found the footage. We got this, big prizes for anyone who yo, finds anybody the footage. that can find the footage of that game. And mind you, there's a, there's, a, there's a funny part of the game where fucking I check into the game and the pronouncers try to pronounce my name and they go, we have to check into the game. We got Kazim 
Somebody. Well, Joe, you know, let's just try this. <laughs> I know I put up a phone for that. That was hey, more like this. Man, that was But um, yeah, no, uh, we got we got smacked by 40 on national television, mm. and um, God, we all cried. We were mad, embarrassed, and shit. It was terrible. My man Kevin uh, turned away from sports <laughs> because of Kevin Durant had the heme. On the heme. <laughs> I knew it was over. I knew it was like, yo, if this is if this is if this is the type of plays that they're making at the next level. Yeah, I need to find something else to do with my life. Oh, nigga, no yo, if Suryo, there's no Suryo, way. Soon as I got on the court with Jason Williams, I'm like, oh, music is is dope. <laughs> I like I like hip hop. Oh, oh yeah, like, this is what, what am I doing here? What am I doing? This is God. Playing against like like NBA guards and NBA level guards. That shit is scary, bro. They have like a level of man strength that they'll expect out of people. Your That's age. what I was saying. They're like, yo, what did you do with I'm your like, life? Where did you come from? What struggle did you go Bro, through? Jason he had to be this strong. Jason was a stocky, quicker than life yeah. ass guard, and just could get to the hoop whenever the fuck he wanted to. And I, I guess it, it might have been the same kind of like position that you had when you faced Kevin. I'm like, yo, bro, this ain't it. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it, bro. I'm, not it. Doing... I'm, a, I'm an extremely practical man. Bro, man. I, I went, yo, shit, son. I was like, we, I, I, we had yeah, a we fucking uh, that deal with Rockefeller. <laughs> bro, we had a TV station at the high school. I'm like, so um, oh, I can get a show. <laughs> and here I am <laughs> in the barbershop doing a show. Oh man, hoop dreams to play like a true feeds weight. Well, shout to Jason and shout to Kevin, man. Shout y'all, to y'all, y'all legends, man. man. I shout feel like y'all. I talked about. Talk, talk to talk to KD about this in the I never really heard the story. I never heard that story. I, I, when I interviewed the first time I interviewed him was for the source years ago. I think this might have been the second year in the league. Right, like, I was still what behind the ears. And I was like, Yo, remember the time we played against ESPN? Like, oh yeah, like we smacked. I was like, Yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, did. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> like, hey, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, like, we want to hear that shit. Yeah, nah, but shout out. We gotta get KD on the show one day. Nah, yeah, KD. Yeah. K- That's gonna be my goal. I want to hear KD's version of this story. Like, yo, nigga, I seen that nigga. I sized him up. It's no bum ass nigga. I'm about to smoke countless. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? What's what if he did though? <laughs> he just remembered. Exactly. I know he. Right. Listen, or, DC niggas are petty. Exactly. <laughs> like, DC is like the fight that might. I went to school with DC. Them niggas do not give a fuck about shit. They don't care. They will not. They will. They will not miss an opportunity. Bro. Oh yeah, to embarrass you. Yeah, I did that shit. Yeah, young. I'm about shit. Trash ass. Trash ass mo. What we got? What else we got, man? Figure we could work in a listener question. Oh, listener questions. Okay. We got Yeah, let's get a couple in so. That we can, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk to the to talk the, to the say less. We need a we need a name yeah. for these guys. Say less. Yeah. The well, say more th- would say less. Uh, ah, no. 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 Fuck y'all. All right. <laughs> All, right. All right. So actually, the the guy who reached out and suggested this was uh, this was his question. Okay. At squid underscore win. What up, squid win? Squid win. Squid winning. Um. Did the NBA drop the ball for not doing a reality show in the bubble? What the fuck did I say? What did I say? I said this. Did I not say this, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. I said this. I said this. this. I'll tell you. Reality show, it don't matter. VH1, Bravo, WeTV. I said this. (laughs) I said this. NBA TV. There's, there's. Who's to say they're not doing it? I said this. Who's to say they're not doing it? Who's to say 
You know what I mean? Slapped, yeah. At the end of, end of the year. I mean, you know, you watch you watch NBA TV. Mm-hmm. Like, you watch those, like, year interviews at the end of the season. Like, yeah. there's cameras everywhere at all times. Like, yes, it would have been nice to have it, like, Big Brother style, where it's, like, you know, cameras, like, we're getting updates, like, they by the tell day. Them. But we got a lot of motherfuckers with a lot of money to lose by saying no, and doing no, the wrong right. thing. I, I get right. that. There's also next year. There's also next year. But do you think they're in the bubble back? I feel like it's been such a rousing success. They're going to. They're going to. I mean, considering the fact that they're not even bringing sports back in college uh, till spring of 2021, I I think the NBA bubble does come back because it's been a safe situation. It's been. uh, They've set the precedent for sports. They've set the precedent for Yeah, and it's been a new experience experience for fans. Mm hmm. Um, and it's just it's just cool. And like the schedule is accommodating as fuck because yeah. everyone's working from home. No yeah. one can go out. So you have to adjust to the world. And I think they're doing a beautiful job adjusting to the world. So I do suggest or I, it would be great for them to bring it back. I do also think next year they should work in some kind of reality programming or some kind of reality show because... There's a lot of shit going on down there. That so, we, so we get on, what we get on Wii TV. I don't, there's something. Oh, I don't know, can, bro. Like, Javel right after Love After Lockup. Or like, maybe like Hulu Javel. or some shit. Like, we need to see what the fuck is going on down there. I mean, shout out to the NBA players doing the video vlogs. Like, Matthias Thibault's dope. Yeah, yeah. Javel yeah. McGee's is dope. Um, the NBA Bubble Life Twitter account has been pretty Holy tight. Shit. Like, there's, we could kind of keep up with what's going on there, but. I would have loved to see, like, you know, this is a story about 12 strangers picked a living up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that would have been tight. Oh, we also, I still think it's possible. I still no, think it's possible. No, I, well, I think, like, I think, you know, obviously we don't know what's, what's going on behind the scenes, but I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of things probably in the works of them exposing or showcasing the experience of being in the bubble, just like from personnel standpoint, from the player standpoint, even from, like, you know, reporter's standpoint. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we would like to see. Like, right. even Taylor, you know, like I said earlier, Taylor is doing a lot of shit. Taylor like, has been... She's doing her she's job. Been, she's been one of the MVPs of the bubble. Killing right? it. Like Killing it. Killing her, it. Chris Haynes, mm-hmm. those are the two people I see constantly killing it as far as, like, Content questions that courtside shit know. like she caught the whole Kuzma. Side. She caught the yeah, Kuzma game like, winner. That's crazy. It's crazy that it's like, yo, all this big monumental conglomerate of the NBA and the power of it has been like shrunk down to the content creators, right? Like mm-hmm. I forgot, I think we talked about this the other day where we're like, now we're at the point like, oh, it's not so much about the content, you know, the media channels. Mm-hmm. It's about the creators themselves. That are on the, on the, the people that floor. Are in the, yeah, like these people uh, are making careers down there. Yeah. Like the, the price is going to have to go up for a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. Like once the shit wow. is over, it's like, yo, I kept y'all afloat during the pandemic. I kept bro. everything in front of everybody. I used my mm-hmm. influence and everything that I've, you know, recorded or reported on mm-hmm. has been, you know, regurgitated to higher media platforms. So like, Y'all better start giving me my bang for my buck because these they, they're that. That. like I feel like I feel like just I feel like brands are just not even gonna you know there's not necessarily gonna be room for people to hire folks at media companies anymore. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like yeah. motherfuckers is gonna go into business for themselves. Like, why would you need to you know yeah. do some shit for a big network? When you're just as big as the network at this point, or or those, or that big network is gonna have to go and get that influencer or that creator and mm. pay them the fucking top dollar. Mm. But I mean, the thing is that you, 
You'll need that access, though. Right. And, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The thing is, like, how expensive is it to film and shoot a whole commercial and mm. staff a commercial mm-hmm. that'll reach, say, 200,000 people? Or you have, you can pay an influencer with 500,000 followers for three posts, and then that's it. You get, like, the yep. loose description. And you got to understand, a lot of these fucking influencers and these, and these creators are very diverse in their talents. Like, a lot of them produce. A lot, a lot of them write. Are, a lot yeah. of them, like, edit. So, it's like... You're getting your bang for your buck in one person. Yep. There's also but a lot like, of fakes. Huh? There's a ton of fake followers. You got to watch Yeah, out. but I mean, also true. with that, but it's just like, you got to pay attention to what these what these people have been doing. And don't buy followers, guys. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, we don't do it. Take it from Jake. Jake. Jake's job yeah. is to make sure motherfuckers... What, I'm, oh, I'm, not about, I'm not allowed to talk about what nah, you're you're not, no, you can. I'm not allowed to talk about what He knows all of, your, all of you influencers, all you fake and real influencers, guys out here buying followers. He's, he's the guy who screens your shit to make sure that when brands come up and be like, hey, let's get this guy for this thing with this fucking, you know, rollout. He'll be like, nah, this guy has like 95% fake followers. He bought all them shits. You're going to spend money on there. It's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't. Authenticity wins all the time. Every time. If you got 3,000 loyal, rabid followers, it is way is worth way more than somebody with 100,000 dormant paid. people. You can get paid with 3,000 people. Who don't, com- who don't comment, mm-hmm. who don't like, who are just there as a fucking number. So mm-hmm. be very, very smart when it comes to this Instagram shit, especially now because all eyes are on the internet. Oh, for sure. Oh, and for then, sure. We're at a... We're at a we're at a great point right now for the content creators. Yeah, man. so like, shout out to all the content creators, not just in sports, but just like everybody on Twitter, everybody on Instagram doing their thing legit and off, you know, yeah. authentically. But you know, just I've keep, keep doing our thing. I've learned a lot in my years, man. And granted, like I've had, I've definitely had my my, my share of help with, with networks and working and collaborating right. and having like business relationships with these with these platforms to kind of help. But at the end of the day, like we're kind of investing in ourselves with this thing, right? Yeah, like, this right is what, now. This is, right this is us this is the time more than ever like it's really the people in this room you know what i mean and you know shout out to the good folks at whistle and brother yeah but that's a partnership that's something where it's like okay like we're gonna work together on this it's you have all the leverage in the world as a content creator in this new uncharted world of pandemics and racial inequality and this all all this new normal that we're living in we have all the power. If you have the opportunity to invest in yourself, you have the opportunity to create with the people that you like. Mm-hmm. If you have the opportunity to build and invest in what you do, mm-hmm. there is no better time than to do it right the fuck now. There's never been an easier door. Granted, it's not easy, but one thing that this pandemic has really shown me is that there's people that just have great platforms that really aren't anything once they're not on those great platforms. Like we're, 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 we're starting, we're starting to weed out. The, uh, the, 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 not the even folks. us. We don't need to weed no, out. I'm not, not, I'm not saying we. I'm just saying I'm we saying as in general. We as consumers, we're starting like, to weed we, out. Who's we who. see, like, oh, you, you ain't shit without that big platform. Right. Right. Oh, you ain't shit without. Oh, okay. That's, right. That's like yeah, you yeah, got. Yeah, I've seen how these things work. They've got whole teams behind them. They got people writing their shit. They got people to- talking for them. They got people coaching them. Mm-hmm. They got graphics. They got mm-hmm. this. They got that. 
Meanwhile, you got somebody in a basement or somebody at their mama house that can do all this shit on their own because they've invested in their 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 craft. And and yo, and not even to spend too much time on this, but I'm sure everyone is aware of the girl Sarah PCR, whatever. The yeah, one, yeah, she yeah, does yeah, the yeah. Trump. Trump she does the Trump shit. I've been watching her since, since I was in, in fucking lockdown, and you know she's just doing voiceovers, but she's selling it. She's acting, facial mm-hmm. expressions, everything to the moon. Mm-hmm. I've read two news stories today. One, she's guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel. Oh shit. Two, she signed a Netflix comedy special. Now, before all this pandemic shit has happened, I have never seen this girl a day in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. To have that shit have to have that shit done, and to get those kind of looks, like those kind of looks, that lets me know it's like, bro, like if you're just good at your shit by yourself, this is what happens. Yeah. If yeah. you're good at your shit, I mean that's always that's always been the case. It's always been the case, right but like now, right now, yo, if you right good at now, your if shit, you got that shit, niggas bro, are like, coming. Fucking go, yeah, fucking she go. She killed that. You're shit. never gonna have another opportunity like this where the whole world gets a fresh fucking reset, where the playing field it's is even. even. You know what I mean? Like the playing field is even as fuck, or as even as it can be for the next couple decades, man. Get in where you fucking fit in. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're here, bro. Less, that's man. why you're you seeing this podcast. That's why you we fucking with the people that I fuck with over here, man. We we growing this shit. That's man. why we're here. It feels good. What you got, my G? Uh, Eden actually just sent me a funny story. Uh, so Woj tweets out, uh, each player is allowed one ticket Uh-oh. per playoff game. The holes are coming! Oh, wait the for this we can go to that topic this is actually this was just a little jj reddick roast uh, uh Wo- woge basically so said, jj beret sorry jj beret uh, <laughs> you know they all look the same they all look so basically oh, we'll, get us back for the last week yeah, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> i love it keep it equal keep it equal anyways basically woge says uh they get an an additional uh, admission for a child, 32 inches and under, per the memo. Uh, Luca tweets, retweets, and comments at JJ Berea. You good? <laughs> it was a short joke. J- yeah. Shout out to Luca. Shout out to Luca. He can drop dimes and jokes. So, uh, he, listen, that's your guy. That's your guy. Anyways, and then we the have best the best white boy ever. Luka we had the other report uh, from Woj mm. and Shams, or yes. just Woj, but about NBA players. The rules they'll have for so bring, bring, bring down the rules for me. All right, yeah, let's all right, let's yeah, let's talk about it. What's, so what's the rules let's talking about? Like, this. Let's talk. I know there's there's certain parameters. Yeah. So I'll reread the rule that I just said, which is for playoff games. Um, they get one each player gets one ticket per playoff game for mm-hmm. a guest plus one like child or person. So like if it's LeBron, actually I don't think his kids are probably too tall. <laughs> I wonder how they like. Do you think they? Have, I don't like, think Brownie wants to go. Like, I, was, yeah. I wouldn't want to go. I'm like, Brian's nah, got cool. AAU games. Yeah, like, they, I'm not coming uh, in the bubble yeah, watching. Like, they, I'm not watching that shit. They used a different height for the NBA kids, like because they knew like if you go <laughs> if you go to like the MBPA, like the Players Association, all the furniture is made super tall. Yeah, so like you sit. You've been to the headquarters before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Down, everything's so mad big. Yeah, it's fucking like <laughs> it's like a bit like you, it feels like you're in a fun house. <laughs> like, <laughs> you go to a regular chair. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is? So yeah, it's made for like seven footers. Yeah, oh, okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so 
Let's talk you, about it. The playoffs are starting, next which week, means next week. You guys week. want the, uh, the spicy rule or the not-so-spicy rule, right? Please. The, uh, go, okay, let's so the players can go bring in people that they know in real life, not just on social. You can So how... My thing is, I was about to ask the same question. Yeah, I how, how do you know? How do you know? How do you vet that? I, 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 here's the thing. How so, do you vet that that whole thing? The, what, what makes this really funny, right? And I'm so glad, like Woj, like harped on this small detail, is that there is no possible way you can enforce how long I've known somebody, right? Whether if you met them on social media, like how do I, I don't know how I gotta prove that to you. That's true. But all this means to me is that it's gonna be the pick me Olympics. I can't wait. It's Bro, gonna be Stephen A. For Smith. The single, yo, Stephen A. Smith was on first take this morning. He right. was like, you gotta at least let one in. <laughs> like I said, I'm not, I, yo. Yo, I get it. Yeah. Like the mental health, I get it. But like outside of that, you gotta, one She's gotta, gotta do a lot of jobs. Gotta, one gotta come in. Listen. And it's like, bro, I've been telling y'all. You can tell. I've been yo. telling y'all these niggas are, is high. I told y'all that from week one. I'm like, these boys gonna get frustrated, <laughs> they're gonna get antsy. And they're gonna get pushy. Yeah, and, Giannis had Bro, people. and in the last two weeks, we've seen a lot of scuffles. A lot we've, of seen testiness. A, we've seen a lot of testiness. Giannis is out there headbutting niggas. Like we, Dame is out here on Instagram comments. Yeah. Nigga. And the reason for that is they are backed up. Yeah. These niggas are stressed. They're not getting their medicine. They're not getting their medicine. <laughs> so yes, I agree with Stephen A. Smith. One. Time to go visit one to the NBA bubble. But to your point, how do you know is, who I know from online or not? How do I know? My how thing do you is, know? for the married men of the NBA, easy choice for them. Oh, I don't oh, worry yeah, about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not they're they're no, going to be no, fine. I'm not worried about them. What all. I'm worried about is the young, single millionaires of the NBA that have rosters. We know they all got them. We know people with less in life that have been blessed with less in life, that have rosters of women, and they know that it is a difficult decision to narrow down to just one. This is what when this is when these players turn into owners, managers. <laughs> this is when the they- GM skills they, they, the GMs. This is, is like a fucking rookie. This is when this is when you put your franchise tag <laughs> on that player. So my niggas, be very careful who you put that franchise tag. Like, I don't want to sign you for a long term deal, bro. Like, but I got you for this year. <laughs> be very careful who you put that franchise tag on because if you make the wrong decision, your whole organization is going to be blown. Up. Listen, you know what's you know what's tight? You, you know what's messed up? It's, it's like I don't. This, this could go so many ways, oh, right? So many it goes so many ways. The entertainment from inside the bubble is gonna skyrocket because oh. now you got these people that aren't NBA players, that mm. aren't staff, mm. that aren't there to work, mm -mm. just they're chilling, right? So like that reality show that you asked for. Oh, we don't get one, bro. We don't get yeah, a new uh, season uh, of. Uh, imagine uh, the selfies and the hashtags. You're gonna be all that from shit with the COVID test, and they know. Bro, imagine <laughs> all the things we're gonna see once that door opens for wait. the outside world. I can't wait.
Just because I'm, I just, I mean, granted, I'm not somebody who just, you know, who's a gossip folk. Like, I'm no. not somebody, I don't, I don't, I don't get into like that real housewives. It's just, I mean, it's just, shit. it's funny for now, like, but, now. But, nigga, I'm gonna be tuned in. <laughs> oh, nigga, I'm gonna every morning. As a man, if there's a really, hashtag, if there's something that's relating to the bubble when mm. the people start coming in, oh, I'm reading that shit every morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, here, here's who got thing. caught. So one thing that's kind of interesting about that is that players will get to all the rules. The new rules will kick in after the first round of the playoffs because okay. the team. The, so it's after the first round. Yeah, after. Oh, the first so it's round. after the scrubs leave. <laughs> well, after the first yeah. losers. Yeah. Oh, after the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said so, like after like, when, when the first round starts. There might be this like weird dynamic. I'm thinking about loud here, where like players. Like you get to the second round, and then yeah. like some guys look a little different, are, are playing differently, either better or worse, because they're just oh, like, yeah, nigga, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Because that's like as soon as as soon as I yeah. as soon as whoever comes you know into my room or into the bubble, and I bust it down, well, think, bro, nigga, I'm about to, I'm on yeah. my Dame Little shit. I'm on, it's Dame time. I'm not during about and team. after the game. Like I'm what are you about talking team. about? Like, I'm not yeah. worried about Dame. I'm talking like J.R. Smith. Like, <laughs> well, Jr. Nah, Jr. is gonna be fine. Jr. has saying, done. Jr. has dealt with and lived through a lot. Yeah, of I feel like yeah, they, this is J- nothing. Jr. Jr. Smith kind of like Christopher Columbus. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. Like we're not worried the about Jr. of of IG. Yeah, he's done his thing. He's he's he's, he's fine. Jr. Jr. under a lot of pressure. Doing good now. Nah, he ain't under pressure. Jr. Jr. on a good get, team. No, nah, I think Jr.'s listen. JR's man, JR's a vet, bro. Jr.'s been around for hey, a long JR time. Jr. does this. Jr.'s got an NBA I'm championship. Worried, I'm worried about the guys that have been in the league a year, maybe two, still teenagers, aren't married, got yeah. no kids. You gotta really fucking turn into the bachelor at this point, and to give them motherfuckers the, the golden ticket, bro. To, to this in. is Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Come find this golden ticket mm. to get the Epcot Center. This is what this is what you this love is the about. Epcot Center. I, yeah, I, 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 I went there when I was a kid. There's so many parks <laughs> in Disney World. Like, bro, you know, I, yo, I went there when I was a kid. Like when I, you know, yeah. Bro, I love what else is Epcot there? Center. Magic Kingdom. No, Epcot Space Center. Space Mountain. Epcot Center is my favorite. Splash Mountain. No, Epcot Center is my favorite. Love it. Because it's the big ball, right? Big ball. Big ball. Hey, no, that's right. Um, I'm, 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 it's going to be funny. It's going to be really interesting to see how a lot of these NBA players. Some will do well because of family. Some will do well. I think a lot will do well. I think just mentally, one thing that I don't think a lot of people have kind of like put a lot of attention on as far as, uh, how this, this pandemic is going to go, not pandemic, this whole bubble situation is like, yo, you're starting to see videos of players like, fuck, I'm tired of seeing Donovan Mitchell every day. I'm tired of seeing these same people every day. Like, yeah. it's just, it doesn't even have nothing to do with sex or any of this type of shit. It's just like, yo, like, I'm just, I just, I just, I'm just tired of seeing the same fucking people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, something dope that the Phoenix Suns did. Shout out to Phoenix Suns. They had like oh, their yeah, families. Yeah. That was real dope. Do the, um, do the, do the, uh, the lineup lineups. Yeah. For each one of them, I thought that was really tight, man. That was I felt beautiful. Like, that was beautiful. Wow. Bro, I felt like they were at war, man. Like you ever watch those war videos? Or it's bro, like, like, and, and not to like, like no, and I get I get the comparison. I mean, like, I'm never gonna. I, yeah, yeah, we're not. You know, like, I'm not. It's, it's never on the same level, but it's mm. just like they haven't seen their families. They're not used to not seeing their families for so long, and they weren't even told about it. And every time you watch one of those videos of a you know a family member coming up on a on a trooper. It's like, oh my God, like, what are you doing here? So to see like a mother, a child. That gets me like, every time. That, yo, that shit got me. I was in bed Listen. watching that shit and that shit got me. Listen. That was the most creative yeah. way to keep you connected with your family, knowing that you may not see them for another two or three months. But that, it, yes, people are getting antsy. People are getting frustrated. People are getting just like uptight. So 
a release mentally with a family member that comes into the bubble or release physically with a, you know, female friend or whatever, (laughs) whatever the case is, I get where these guys are coming from. Like it is, it's a difficult situation to deal with. So these ideas of bringing families in, bringing the families into, you know, the lineups, all this shit is like fucking perfect. Like, and like we said, you want to get me to cry, bro. The NBA is doing it very well. You do those videos where like, you know, Somebody comes home from Iraq or comes home from war and the army fatigue yes. and they surprise them at the game. During practice or and something. Like, if they do some of that stuff for like... Oh, that's going to kill oh, me. That's going to kill me. Yeah, that's going to kill me. Granted, it's not the same sort of stakes as like coming back from war. But, you know, there's something about the the reunion of family right. that always gets me. You know what yeah. I mean? There's something about, like, getting reunited. Yeah, like, like I, just watching that video. Like, watching... The first one was the, the daughter. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's... Like, and, like, they had no idea. So, they're all just, like, in the huddle, hmm. clowning and looking up. And, like, niggas like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it's like, that, that kind of, like, that motivates them, that fuels them, that keeps them inspired. So that, you know, like I said before, the NBA literally is getting it right with every fucking Man, shout star. out to, to Michael Bridges' mom. I think Michael Bridges? That's who's on the uh, Phoenix Suns? Yeah. Mikhail Mikha- Bridges? I, no, I think Michael. Bruh. Bruh. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just no, didn't know no, that was no, his, okay. I didn't know okay. that was his mom. Okay. I was like, wow. Guys. I was like, we were on a good street. I, All right. Uh, we were on a good just, street. No, just we keep, have it, a there. keep we it there. Keep it there. All right. Keep well, we got questions. Keep it there. From, uh, our friends over at Whistle Sports. Hey, hey what up, Whistle uh, Sports? Jimmy, Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren. Who are you going to war with? Oh, gosh. I mean. Jimmy. I gotta go, Jimmy. Jimmy. I mean, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy battle tested. Jimmy a beast. Jimmy TJ, a beast. TJ Warren, TJ scoring, MJ Warren, whatever we call him, made it a hot line. Jimmy made it a hot song, bro. Joe, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not even gonna give you a definite idea. Jimmy a fucking beast. That's a, he an animal. I'm nigga, Jimmy. Sorry. I mean, these, TJ's got a high. I mean, not to take away anything from what he's done yeah. in the bubble. He's been all fire. If I'm, can if he, I got, if I got my bubble, can he hoop in front of? Can he hold in front of hoes? Can he hold in front of Rihanna? <laughs> That's the true test of a superstar, okay? Can you average 30 when J-Lo's in the front seat? Is that in, LeBron's in greatest claim to the, the GOAT is that he can, like, all the games, like, you see Rihanna fan, fangirl. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. There's, that's pressure. Was it? That's pressure. Was, <laughs> was every game that he did well at? Wait, every game she was at, he did well at? I don't know, but I remember he just uh, one time. Games. I remember one time. Really. I, I, don't think, I think that's just social media. I don't think that's <laughs> no. an actual fact. Like, we gotta, we'll look that shit up. We need to come back. Yeah, we need to come back. We'll try to figure I'll, out what game she was at and, and what he did. I don't know. I'll don't, bet you anything it's over 27. No, nah, like, I don't. I, I think that's just like. I mean, it's a safe bet. Like, Bron's good for 27 every night. I'll say. I don't think it's because of Rihanna. averages. His stats are higher than his regular. You got to find the games Rihanna was at, and then we'll go. We'll, yeah. we'll match those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find the good ones. Yeah. Frame it like so that. Uh, we were talking about you talked about T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you want last uh, the NBA's listener, listener? last listener question. Actually, oh, two more. Yeah. Uh, Rob Ain Hood, shout out to Rob Ain Hood. What up, Rob? Um, NBA bubble team, dark horse contender. NBA bubble team dark horse contender is is the Blazers still a dark horse at this point? I mean, yeah. I feel like everybody's yeah, number knows. eight. I feel like if we're talking about a dark horse a team that nobody's really talking about. That I, oh. I feel like can snatch it all. Everybody's talking about the Suns. Not he, everybody, but people are talking about the Suns. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Denver we Nuggets talked about that earlier. This, yeah, Denver we said Nuggets that, yeah. is definitely my dark horse. 
You got Nikola Jokic, who's a baller. Jamal Murray, who's a baller. Michael Porter Jr., who could, mm-hmm. who might be better than all of them silently. Mm-hmm. And Bol Bol, who is nice. My thing is they've got him with a lot of injuries. They they aren't as deep as they once were. But if, they got Michael Porter. Now, they, they basically, they just signed the 30-point-per-game scorer. As a rookie, you know what I mean, like out of it's nowhere. He, oh God, I've seen my. I feel like I've, I've been watching Michael Porter Jr. for years now, mm-hmm. and seeing him, everything I've always heard about him, like, oh, that's that's an SKD, that's an SKD. Like he's a franchise player. If he's healthy, he's a franchise player. Like he played like what two games in Missouri or three games in Missouri because his back was fucked up. Still went lottery. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, fourteen. That, yeah, like still. Next pass on. I remember being super upset about that. It was either him or Kevin Knox, and I, I was hoping they went. I mean, it's not a bad pick. I'm not. I'm not I get it. Like the New York is not a place that you want to rehab and and you know have people be waiting on you and hoping that you get fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> New York's not a place where you draft a, a injured player. And just be like, oh, wait, you give us two or three years, he's going to be the shit. Like, that, that's not, it's never, not saying New York's not a town that can do it. It's just never really been done. Okay, so I, I'm even at the point where, like, if the Knicks have the first pick this year and they had to wait on Zion, I feel like the whole conversation around Zion would be way different if he was in an organization like the New York Knicks and he could only play a couple of games because he's overweight or he, he's, he's hurt. Or all this other shit. We'd be talking about him being a bust. We'd be talking about him, the New York Knicks always being a joke franchise and bad luck and yada, yada, yada. We're talking about that anyway. We're talking about it anyway. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. I mean, good luck, good luck to Michael Porter Jr. I think Denver Nuggets are my dark horse. Um, I, on the East, I would say, I, I mean, fuck. The Nets? Nah, nothing I do. I mean, I, I mean, I'd probably go Miami Heat. I really like Bam out of bio, man. I like Tyler Hero a lot. Duncan Robinson could score. Jimmy Butler's a, a dog. Like it's a good Gordon team. Dragic, very good. They're always they're always they're always good. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing about the Miami Heat. Like I don't think they've never they're, they're what they're probably one of the last expansion teams in the NBA. And I don't really remember a time where they were like just consistently ass. Mm-hmm. Right? They've had like some down years. But like they've always had like a got like a, a north Since star, Wade, right? Yeah, like, like not even it, even before that, they've no. always had like they had like Alonzo and some well, Hardaway. Had the fifth pick, right? So that would have been the last time they were even right. And now and even that was just like kind of like a down year, right? Like yeah, they still had like, they still had those years with Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway when they were really good and Vashawn Leonard. They had those years with uh, you know obviously D Wade and then they got the Braun years and you know even when Braun left, they were still kind of like they were they were they were, they were all right. You know what I mean? They weren't terrible. They weren't like a joke franchise. They was like, oh, they just don't, they just don't got players right now. And now they got players. So they're always kind of in the mix. So Miami is definitely the beam of the dark horse. I love watching sports center in person. <laughs> so fun. So That's fun. what I'm here for, God so damn it. So That's fun. what I'm here for. So uh, we have one more listener question. I'll save it for the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on, one thing on the bubble, we had MLB is considering doing a bubble for the playoffs. So. MLB is a bunch of fucking dumbasses. Like y'all fucked up. Y'all y'all didn't do it right. Y'all didn't understand the process. Y'all thought y'all was cute with it. You got players fighting every fucking night. <laughs> like y'all niggas, like no, don't do the bubble. Just cancel the season and just like get the fuck out of Dodge. Y'all got wooden fucking fans or cardboard fans all over your stadium. <laughs> You're paying someone probably fifteen dollars a day to do this shit. So MLB, no, shut up, stop. 
NBA, that's it. Did NHL, NHL is still in? NHL is still in play. Yeah, all right, yeah. NBA, NHL should be the only sports in right now. UFC. UFC, UFC yes. UFC. Baseball you know, I don't watch that, but, played. you know, you will hmm? see. Baseball can be played. Like, it's the only sport that's outside. Well, besides football, but, like, baseball. <laughs> and they're the still thing. fucking it up. Like, yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah, no, I'm not saying, like, they're, they're doing a terrible job. Yeah, the fuck point them. is, no. they, fuck like, them, if Adam Silver was doing it, it could be done. Listen, if baseball does a bubble, I think they, they fly everybody to New York where it's pretty safe. You have the bubble in the Yankee Stadium. You have all those. Th- How do you have playoffs. the bubble in Yankee? St- How do you have a bubble? Because the, uh, play- there's only there's only what eight teams in, yeah, in the major league baseball something, playoffs. Something different this year. Yeah, like, do you like do you put do you put a bubble over? Not an actual it's bubble. Like the, you know, I'm like, like the talking, Simpsons movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking like literally. You know, I'm an idiot. So oh, no, no, it's just like <laughs> it's just like a campus where you can't leave. Like, like a campus where you can't leave. That's okay. what the NBA tried to rebrand the bubble as the campus. They tried to call a bubble. I'm not a bubble, yeah, yeah. I'm called the bubble. I like the bubble. Campus yeah. is no, I'm but basically uh, just campus. an area they can't leave okay. um, without informing. <laughs> You're doing it in New York. You got a bubble MVP, Jake, so far. A bubble MVP. I know they're going to be giving out awards. This yeah, year. they don't oh, like are the they all, out awards all bubble first? team. They're going to they're going to give out all uh, a restart MVP or restart all first team. Didn't they say they weren't going the, to do that? They did say they weren't going to do yeah, it. They yeah. just announced this week that they're going to do it. Is this like a players' award thing? Or do like no, like they're gonna give the, out like an actual, actual MVP yeah. on top of mm-hmm. on top um, of regular season. Award. Well, I mean, it's got to be Dame, but Giannis yeah. would be the other guy. Mm-hmm. Bucks have been playing well. Yeah, and then Devin. I got book. Yeah, definitely Devin. Yeah, Devin. Those Booker are the three. I, definitely I mean, I'm taking Dame just because the numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah he also had 45, like not the game before, but like two games before that. So. Would James be in the, in the conversation? Nah, James. James Harden? Yeah. Nah, not bubble MVP. Just because the team. They haven't won that many games. Is yeah. it based oh, okay. only on the eight games? Yeah. That's crazy. So that's, I mean, that's, right, so that's either Dame or, or, or Book. It's, yeah, it's one of those two yeah, based Dame off, book. you know, winning. Or Dame, Book, or, or Giannis. Have the Suns lost yet? I think that head book kind of took him out the run. They're going to give him a regular MVP. He'll be fine. Yeah. That, <laughs> you think he's going to get it over over? I'm not too worried about the... You think he's going to get it over Giannis? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he got it. I mean, like, I, I if I had a vote, I'd give it to Braun just because I want to see him win it. But there's the, Giannis is too much. Giannis is too. He's he's yeah, won in every right, single right. category. Yeah. He's like LeBron in '09. You yeah. give him the you give him the MVP. He's yeah, the MVP. He's too much. Uh, you're right. He's you're like right. it feels like LeBron in '09 when he won like those two MVPs with Cleveland, finished mm. first, and then like lost in the playoffs each year and then like left and went somewhere else i feel like well, that could happen with Giannis. for sure um let's see do we have anything any other relevant quick hitters that tie to that not really uh chris the cools uh on instagram wanted to know just your guys opinions on the state of the culture not the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to ask i had to clear it up i was like the, the culture the, in what regards just, to what just the state of the culture that was music I'm assuming it's he a fucking music. loaded question, Jake. Like, <laughs> spe- specify it, brother. Like, it's not the show. That's all the specific. I'll, I'll specify like this. Sorry, I'll, I'll follow you. He's probably referring to just all the shit that's going on through hip hop culture, or it's like everything that's going on through the world. I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll follow you. I'll tell you this. I'll jump in here. I'll tell you this. Never in my wildest dreams that I think we would grow up and turn into fucking church mothers because of a goddamn music video. Oh, we back to this shit. 
I'm a fucking shamed of the culture right there. Right. I'm a fucking shamed that people are thinking, oh my God, think about the children. Right. What about the children? What are my girls going to think of that? Right, right. It's just fucking hip hop, bro. Right. This is fucking hip What? Those people aren't from the culture who are making those comments. Well, you're asking us about some the state people, of the fucking bro, culture, Jake. Some people, no, this no, no, is no, in no, the culture. No, 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 hey. no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not sweep that off. Let's not sweep that under the rug. Yes. There are people that are of the culture that are making this comment, making right. these statements, right? There's two answers to that. One, we have we have people not of the culture that have been decision makers for so long, okay? Mm. Like, I'm sorry to say this, white suburban people came in and took a culture that was predominantly black for black and brown people and have been shot callers for it. For a long time. Mm. So the fact that people not of the culture are making statements about wet ass pussy video is nothing new. And those statements are valid mm. because they have been doing it for a long time. They've been Christopher Columbusing the culture for a long time, right? So they feel like they have a voice. What I'm surprised about is people that look like us that are clutching their pearls like, oh my God, this is, how could you, what, think of the truth. Like, mm. we grew up on nastier shit. Like, what ass pussy isn't even the nastiest song I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it's not even the nastiest video I've ever seen. Like, it's it's really not. Like, I no. thought I was tripping the other day. I'm like, all right, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, cause I saw the Twitter reaction before I saw the actual video. I watched the actual video the next day. Right. Right. So I'm thinking of the like I'm thinking of the worst video, not worst, but like the most vulgar videos. I've seen, seen a lot lifetime. more vulgar videos. Than I've seen yeah. this is before I've, I've seen one as pussy. I'm the the, mo, the 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 videos run through my head are like tip drill, yeah, pussy popping, yeah, on a handstand, nigga. Even uh, even D'Angelo's, how does it feel? Like just yeah, just like over the top sexual shit, right? Doodoo Brown, I want to rock. <laughs> Fucking slob on my knob. Yeah. I can yell it, yeah. put it in your mouth. Yeah. Like, fucking uh, Look back at it by Trina. By Wu-Tang Clan. Like, just some of the most vile, whether it's violent, nasty, disgusting songs, videos I've ever heard. And by the time I listened to What Ass Pussy, I was just like, this shit sounds romantic. <laughs> if you're a freak... Like, and you listen to wet ass pussy like that if, if that's your caliber of nastiness yeah. that is a romantic song this is romance spinning so. in the mouths I was like parking that big truck in this little garage mm. like these are the things you do yeah. after brunch yeah. after your girl done had five mimosas yes and she texts you at 2 p.m talking about are you up mm. nigga that is a romance song mm -hmm. so nah like this is normal shit it's just when women take back their sexuality when women take control of their sexuality bitch ass niggas have a problem with digesting that information because we usually determine the way that women feel and now that two beautiful brown skinned women have determined how they want to feel in front of america mm. it's a fucking problem mm. And now we're showing our true colors. And I then when I think it's true. I think Wet Ass Pussy by Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B is the most romantic song. Romantic song. 
of 2020. Um, what are you not? How are you not? It's not, it, it's songs not I, I, you know, I'm and seeing I'm, the love that these women have for the men that they love. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Me, I think it's wonderful. I'll I, I, I be a bottom feeder. Uh huh. I want to park my big black truck. Bro, listen. That truck, like, come spit it. in my mouth. Come spit in my mouth. That's that's that's, that, that's that's that. Yes, that's what I. That's love. Listen. That's affection. If somebody was rewriting the Notebook in 2020 <laughs> and rewrote the, you know what? I'm gonna read the lyrics right now. Hold on. Let's see. If somebody was. <laughs> Reciting the notebook. <clears throat> Let's see. Wax Let's see. poetically. Beat it up, nigga. <laughs> Catch a charge. This is what ass poetry right here as we're as we're watching. Extra this. large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride. Do a keggle. While it's inside, <laughs> spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. <laughs> Come take a dive. Listen. Tie me up. Listen. Like I'm surprised. <laughs> Let's role play. I'll wear a disguise. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage make it cream make it scream out in public make a scene i don't cook <laughs> not on clean but let me tell you how i got this ring if that ain't the most romantic shit i've ever heard in my life sounds like a dr seuss bedtime oh. story Listen, oh. listen, listen, man, listen. You gotta get home to my baby after reading. Listen, that. no, listen, I get it. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Jazz. Listen, mm. shout, shout out to Jazz. Mm. But listen, I'm mm. I'm happy with the state of the culture. I'm happy because women are taking their control back. Women are leading the forefront. Mm. Women are leading the conversation, and women are having fun without a care in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Men have been doing it for so fucking long. Yeah. Men have been regurgitating the same fucking songs for so fucking yeah. long. Dope boy shit, romantic shit, trapping shit. Like, niggas been doing the same shit for so fucking long. So I'm glad that the women from Flo Millie, Rhapsody, I'm a Cardi, big Flo Millie fan, bro. Um, you know, Melly, Nick, Melly, Nikki, mm -hmm. um, just so many other females that have been putting a fucking dick on the fucking floor and be like, this is our shit now. So when you ask me about the state of the culture, I'm very proud of it to see beautiful women of color step up and say, this is our shit. This is what we're going to do. And if you get behind us, cool. If not, we still going to, you know, move forward with it. So. It's I'm really cool. the women in hip hop right now that are like really pushing the boundaries. They're the ones that are really pushing the culture forward right like, now. Because you look at you look at Beyonce, what she did with Lion is King. It's not for everybody, cool, but it still suits a certain demographic. Now you got Cardi and Megan. It's not for everybody, but it suits a certain demographic. You got your Rhapsodies, not for everybody, but it suits a certain demographic. You got your new chicks, 
Rico Nasty, you know, Flo Millie. It's not for everybody. Shout out Rico Nasty, premiered her new song, OnlyFans. Like I said a couple couple weeks ago, OnlyFans is the way if you're a content creator, get your money. And I told you that's the way. Me too, yeah. Watch. But but that's what I'm (laughs) saying. Like, they're all doing things that suits their fan base. But all of these things are diverse. All of these things can, you know, come into one bubble and have diversity, which men sometimes lack. And sometimes niggas don't want to say it. I don't even think it's that. I just think that men have already done. There's so much. There's not many more barriers for rap men in rap. Okay, yeah, not lack. Okay, my fault. Lack is lack is the lack is not the best term to use. We've done those things. We've had our conscious. We've had our mainstream. We've had our superstars. We've had our for such a long time. We've done women rappers were one thing. Yeah, and and it was one person. And it was like competitive versus competing. Cardi was actually saying that like how for a while when she was growing up like six through eight there was like one there was no female rappers and then like. From like 07, I'm gonna mess up the years, but basically in the Nikki era, she was saying like one rapper was able to dominate for so long. Yeah. And she said it was a good thing. It's like she can keep dominating. She didn't say Nikki by name, but it was kind of like assumed. But she was saying how like now she was naming off all these people and like talking about how like it's like a collaborative effort and women's Yeah, no, women. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's a, it's a like, blanket that they, you know, I think, not even a blanket, I think, you know, Cardi is putting her arm around a lot of these young girls from the Saweeties, you know, to the Flo Millies, to the Ricos, like putting her arm around them, like, yo, you, you know, cast all and, you know, city girls, yo, you, you a bad bitch, yo, you look good. And it's not even them trying to knock her off the pedestal because niggas just know what it is. Like Cardi is that, you know, that broad. Yeah. A rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. yeah more, right? Like, like you know, Cardi's the rising tide. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for a long time, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, it wasn't Shift like when Nicki things. was doing this. It wasn't this. There wasn't a whole lot of shit. I mean, that's. I mean, that's, and that's not even a knock against Nicki. Yeah, Nicki was doing her thing for ten years. Nigga, there's, there's no knock, but it's not a knock now. Like Nikki. a wave of beautiful, talented young females are have just hit the beach, and now you got the you know the captain looking like oh shit, like yo, there's a bunch of these motherfuckers. Like yeah. they all gotta come on my ship. Yeah, we all gotta get this money. Yeah. We all gotta have some fun. We all got like if someone is down, I'm gonna pick you up and put you. What she did with Megan, like Megan was down. Megan was going through her shit, and now Megan, the talk of the town, and we knew Megan for what she was and how dope she was. But Cardi is the captain, and it's like you can't really deny that shit. Cardi is really upholding the imagery of what you know, a strong female team looks like. And that shit is fun as hell to fucking watch. So everyone who's uncomfortable about her sexuality and what has even how she speaks about politics, bro, like, we haven't seen this shit in a minute. Like, I can't remember maybe, like, Lauren that, like, spoke out and, you know, did stuff like this that, and she's just her, unapologetically her while having a husband, while raising a daughter. Mm. Like, bro, like, this is... I mean, I can't remember the last time this was this many popping women in hip hop since no i mean since like i would say probably like the late 90s no like, yeah, we yeah, had like yeah, that's so it was kim eve foxy lauren i mean we had ladies night we had angie martinez on yeah. that shit like yeah fuck, at, mc light, light yeah. mc light like there was so many dope fem- queen latifah so many dope female mcs at one point and a lot of them went on to do other things and or just kind of fell off but i can't remember the last time there was this many like women MCs controlling that. the narrative. Not even controlling the narrative. No, just I, like, I feel like they are. I mean, just I, having I just agency, think, I just, having like freedom to. to I just think that right now there's a point where men have done so much 
that it's it's kind of to me it's kind of fucking boring okay oh, like yeah, there's not yeah. many barriers to break as a man in hip-hop yeah you're right. you know what i'm saying like right. there's so many barriers to break as a woman in hip-hop right there's so much uncharted territory just because for so long there was either one female rapper at a time or they were pitted against each other right. or some other bullshit right now like we said it's cardi season mm-hmm. invasion of privacy grammy award-winning album fucking lexicon legend like everybody knows this person's fucking vernacular like changed pop culture forever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's so many there's so, and, and 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 she's just getting started there's so much shit out there and she has the presence of mind to be like okay in my moment i'm not going to be that type of person that feels like i got to be on top and i can't collaborate with anybody i can't fucking put nobody else on i can't shout nobody out I feel like Cardi's kind of doing the opposite of that. And that's not to say Bro, Nicki didn't do that. You're so, yo, My you're thing so, is, there's been that weird fucking uh, cloud over Nicki of negativity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the, with the Cardi thing. Not to say it's fair or foul, not whatever. Yeah. It's just what it has been. And Cardi smartly is taking advantage of that. And, you know, Cardi just going to win for Cardi looked bit. at that situation and said, okay, I'm going to learn from this shit. I'm going to look at what Nikki didn't do or didn't have the chance to do or didn't do correctly. And I'm a, okay, cool. She did that. Didn't do that. But I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I specifically cannot remember moments where Nikki was doing this. Mm. And if, you know, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember Nikki being this collective with other female artists am i wrong or i mean if if i'm wrong she's definitely been supportive of female artists yeah yeah, but like my thing is i don't remember her so much as being like okay i'm gonna put them on a song i'm gonna do a song with you know i mean i mean they she did the record with motorsport with cardi but like that was kind of like i mean like that was the tail end of what she was doing but like cardi hype Cardi Pinnacle, mm-hmm. Cardi is bringing and Cardi is supporting and Cardi is champion. Again, this is not us putting Cardi against Nicki. This is us being music fans and observing what we've seen over the past seven to eight years. And we're just observing like we've, we do this with, with, we do this with Hov, we do this with X, we do this with Drake, we do this with Wayne. Like we've done this with all these niggas over the years. So this is not us attacking women artists, but it's yeah. just us observing like the shift in the paradigm of how women are communicating and how they're being observed in this industry. And like Cass said, there's nothing else, there's no other windows or ceilings to break for men. Mm, right. And, and now right. we're looking at Cardi. And that has nothing to do with women either. It has you nothing to saying? do with women. It has to do with, for the fact, it's the pure fact that there just hasn't been that much camaraderie. Not even a camaraderie. There's what? just not that much, there's not that much real estate. Like just, oh, okay, okay. I, I, yeah, I thought she was going to watch. Every time Nikki does something or Cardi does something, or I guess even Meg now does something, it's like, first female rapper to do blank. First female MC to do blank. First female artist to do blank. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 2020. Like, the, having the first female anything at 2020 is crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, right. when, I, when people ask, say, how do I feel about the culture, I feel like it's crazy that we got to the point where, you know dudes are the ones clutching their pearls and be like, oh, I'm like, like they've, been, they've mean, become, it's crazy. It's crazy. they've become the old white Republicans of our day. Crazy. Where 
Oh my god, I can't believe they're talking about people getting sh- drive-by shootings. Or oh. the old man. <laughs> like we're we're now men in the industry in 2020 are the old men when a frisbee went onto their yard, like, <laughs> get off my yard get with my that lawn. paraphernalia. It's like, yo, it's a fucking frisbee, bro. Like, shut up. It's wet ass pussy. My nigga, slob on my knob. Back that thing up. Freaky tails. Some cut. Freak a leak. I could go on and Uchi on Wally. and Uchi Wally. Bro, we can go on and on. Like, let these women, and we talked about this last week, and I don't want to harp too much on it, but it's like, yo, let them have their shit. They doing we their thing. We harped. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did hard. But we got, some, we got some better points out there. We got some points. But, but shout, uh, out to, yeah, shout out to Nas, that new Hit Boy project coming out October 20, Oh, yeah, 19. yeah, 821. Yeah. Shout out to uh, But yeah, that's, so that's our view on the state of the culture if that Beautiful. answers the question Chris the Cools you got it uh, what else we got Jake what else uh, that's about it for tonight we can save some for next week a quick uh, shout out to Cori Bush for being the first or Missouri's first black congresswoman she uh, long shot she was a long shot winner of the democratic nomination of Missouri's first congressional district uh, so that's just a little bit of shout out Corey Bush. Good news. Shout out Corey Sorry, Bush. Good news. Good news. Oh, Corey good news. Bush. And then yeah, we got some quick hitters, but nothing that's really pressing. We had uh, all right. Let's do them quick then. Come on, no, no, no. come on, let's get them. We'll, we'll leave them. We'll leave them. Uh, we'll save them. All right, yes. Cool. All right, fuck it. Yeah. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of Say Less with Kaz and Low Key. Yeah. My name is Kaz. That's Low Key. Yeah. Jake's back there editing on the tape. You're- Make sure you subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kazim for full episodes of Say Less with Kaz and Low Key. Uh-huh. If you're on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever the hell you listen to your podcast, thank you. Leave a comment, like, rate, subscribe, mm-hmm. tell a friend. Join the Discord as well. Hit up the Instagram, Say Less with Kaz. Mm-hmm. My man Jake will get you that Discord information. So if you like talking about the podcast, it's popping in there now. A lot of people are in there sharing conversations about conversations we have so that's super tight and if you want to be part of that combo you can jump in make sure you subscribe to youtube.com slash kazim yeah make sure you leave comments make sure you fade yeah. up like rising up in the rankings i want to be the number one i want to get number fucking one at least one fucking time as we do this damn podcast so shout out to all you guys shout out to everybody to continue to support say less shout out to what's the sport shout out to brother and like we always do with this time stay free stay safe and always say less and wear your fucking mask thank you lo <laughs> <laughs>